0: Support for Binge Movies is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate in men's hygiene. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive Binge Movies Manscaped offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code... Binge Movies at Manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 12 million balls. Time to clean up the streets! Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code Binge Movies at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the code Binge Movies. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. it does take all kind of critters to make Farmer Vincent's fritters.
1: Good point, movie.
0: All right. Tape 3,010. Checked in. All set. Okay. Oh, hey. Uh, I'm just here on a dark and spooky night a few hours before Halloween, checking in all the spooky movies that we rented out throughout the season. It's uh, It's been a zoo here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> To be quite honest, uh, people have been returning stuff with candy corn in cases and caramel or caramel, as some of you say, uh, all over disc. And let me tell you something, those 4Ks do not come um, cheap. Everything's been scratched to shit, dusted to hell, and torn apart. It's uh, going to be a long weekend around here at Binge Movies, and it's going to be an inventory weekend. And on that note, one of our clerks, Dan, from Canada, just called in to cancel off, saying he's got a real bad case of rickets flaring up. He's riddled with it. He won't be able to make it, so... Looks like the old Jason's gonna be pulling the double on Saturday. Yeah, that's, you know, kind of the weird thing about, like, a Halloween that takes place, like, on a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or really another day of the week that isn't a day you can get drunk on. It just... It kind of feels like everything climaxed too soon. It feels like... It feels like by the time Halloween, the day comes, the Halloween festivities or already over and done the day itself is an afterthought to its own shenanigans you know i i honestly it kind of feels that way for me too not just here in the store or in my personal life what little one i have but so sort of the show you know it just we did the third annual Paul and Jason Halloween spectacular we did the Friday the 13th series in a two-parter and it was pretty well received no controversies everybody agreed with my opinions and um yeah so i don't know it just feels like the It feels like I'm I'm missing something. Like I forgot something. Something that would work perfect. Yes! Vampires! Vampires! That's right. I binged a bunch of vampire movies with my good friend Joe a while back. And we ranked them as a sponsored episode for a listener named Manuel. And I remember I was going to hold it back for spooky season. And I kind of forgot about it time does it okay we're mere hours away from halloween here in the united states worldwide listeners i already know it's probably november 1st or 2nd or 3rd or 15th wherever you are but if you're listening to this in the good old red white and blue then we still have a few hours left and everybody else is just gonna have to hold on because spooky season doesn't end yet it doesn't end until binge movie says it ends and it doesn't end until i give you the definitive Halloween special about vampires emanating from a video store, the last video store in the universe in Akron, Ohio, that's ever been made. Cue the spooky music! Are out we're talking about big dick energy himself, Joe from The Real Spoilers. Oh god, <laughs> allegedly, I mean, you weren't wrong, but uh... <laughs> this is a sponsored episode from uh, uh, somebody who sponsored episode and is a new patron, Manuel. Oh, hey, Manuel, thank you for sponsoring this episode, Joe. He wants to talk about vampires, so we're going to be talking about oh. 1985's Fright Night, 1986's Vamp, 1987's The Lost Boys. 1996's from dusk till dawn and 2007's 30 days of night, a very interesting lineup covering a wide range of years,
2: <laughs> man. Well, I got some questions for you. My dude, <laughs> like uh, I was with it for a few of those titles and then you threw a couple in there. I was like, well, these don't make any sense.
0: <laughs> vampires are known for their sexual energy and their ability to allure people. Uh, to draw them close to them to then destroy them. And that's how I feel about Joe. Joe has a way of just <laughs> taking that BDE, drawing you in. I can't tell you how many podcasts I've recordings <laughs> I've done where he's just been whole hogging it or gray sweatpants in it. This guy loves his Terry cloth shorts.
2: I don't it. I'm doing it right now.
0: And it leaves nothing to the imagination. If you've ever gone to your local grocer and seen a Genoa salami, you've seen Joe. Okay?
2: I'm sure Manuel's like, "What is happening?" It's double thick and happening? uncut. No, it's cut.
0: <laughs> yeah, Manuel's like, "What the fuck?" It really is. It, it's been a long week. We just been like
2: that. It has. Yeah, for both long, of us, like,
0: long couple of weeks. In, yeah. in
2: in 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 my defense, yeah. I got COVID. My mom got sick. Yeah. Work has been up my ass. Like it's been, it's been, I feel. The mayor downtown's
0: been up your ass because you've been blowing up oh, school buses.
2: Co- collateral, <laughs> collateral damage.
0: Collateral damage. Has the
2: Do you know how much this is going to cost the city? Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Have you ever had to turn in your badge and your gun, Joe?
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, when I quit one job, I went to another one. Yes. Oh, I see. I like,
0: <laughs> I- <laughs> Nobody asked you for it. You turned it in.
2: I turned it in. Like, I'm sick of of playing by the rules.
0: Nobody gives a goddamn about justice anymore. Yeah.
2: I'm going to a college. (laughs) That's what I did. I see.
0: (laughs) Well, let's not diddle daddle anymore. We've already talked about your wiener quite enough. (laughs) Let's get on (laughs) to things that people are very, very excited about. Things that people definitely not. (laughs) <laughs> pay not
2: my waiter.
0: G- people who are <laughs> things that people are willing to pay good hard money for okay okay my only fans disagree the, <laughs> the real spoilers <laughs> only fans i'm waiting for the Tom. i'm, I'm waiting for this. the tom centerfolds to come out let's start with 1985's fright night which currently has a 92% on rotten tomatoes
1: Something moved in next door that isn't human. They did kill a girl over there. It's horrifying. It's unspeakably evil. And now it knows that you know. Fright Night. If you love being scared, it'll be the night of your life. it R. Sneak preview Friday night. Check newspapers for theaters.
0: Fright Night was directed by Tom Holland, not that Tom Holland, and it was written by Tom Holland, not that Tom Holland. It is the triumphant <laughs> return of Chris Sarandon, last seen in The Princess Bride. It's also the triumphant return of Art Evans, not scenes of the days of Die Hard 2, Die Harder. It was released August 2nd, 1985, on a budget of nine and a quarter mil. It made $24.9 million dollars horny on main vampire moves next door to a horror movie dork who won't mind his own
2: business there's a very good reason to be afraid of the dark and it's not vampires it's a shitty boyfriend
0: (laughs) yes we both (laughs) arrived at the same conclusion (laughs) and that is okay uh let me start here yes charlie does suck i want to back it up his mom is an idiot yes amy is an idiot yes burrs uh, beers uh what's her name uh amanda beers
2: right amanda beer no, no 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 uh wait i think it's amanda beers yes, yes. You're, no it is Amanda. i was thinking of the gal who was in the blob but you're yeah. right it is amanda Bierce.
0: she's playing 27 she's 27 she's playing 16 but she's
2: she's 27 in this movie? yes like good Lord.
0: age-wise yes she's supposed to be 16 yeah, yeah. but she's acting like she's 12
2: Sure. The sure. women
0: in this movie are yes. written so poorly,
2: which is just crazy to me, right? Because Tom Holland also wrote *Child's Play*. Yes. well, Don Cascarelli, yes. I guess, but Tom Holland directed, he
0: directed it. it.
2: And that woman, the the mom and child, Seventh Heaven, is totally capable. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. right. To- oh my God, you're yes. right. Uh, the less said about that show is probably the better. Yeah. Whoops. Really, um, <laughs> but. Like that woman, that the way she is written, as almost capable. Like they never believe the kid. Right? Yeah, but like if your child,
0: believe- if your child, you know, you're you're product of divorce and your young child who's just gone through a divorce or loss of his father, I can't remember what his that's context fair. is. Uh,
2: I think it's divorce. Is
0: like, yeah. oh, my doll is coming alive and doing bad things. You would think <laughs> that he was crazy. Or sure. emotional, you would think he's that coping. he was under. He's, em- trying
2: to, he's trying to cope.
0: Yes, he's under emotional duress or whatever. That's fair. That's fair. It's his imagination. Once uh, she realizes there's no batteries in that doll, then all bets right. are off and she's doing everything she can to protect her son and whatever.
2: For at least one movie. Yes.
0: And then she, yeah, then she <laughs> refused to come back <laughs> to do any more of the movies. But so they just wrote her off uh, and made yes. her a negligent mother. But. Correct. Um. In this movie, all of the female characters are like, it's very clear that vampires are a real thing. And yeah. and some supernatural shenanigans are going down, and they're all written as dummies. And I liked this movie. Okay. Uh I was I excited to revisit it. I grew up watching this movie. I liked the movie. This was a staple along with this the sequel, which is not very good on the USA network. Are you serious? The- I do not like Frightened. Oh, 19. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a staple on the USA Network. You're watching the USA Network. And now, back to Saturday Nightmares. I thought, I, I remembered it being very funny. And I remember it being mm-hmm. kind of scary. And I mm-hmm. fired this movie up and I rewatched it. And I remember really liking Charlie. And I just, I remember liking the all of it as I'm sitting there and watching it, I, I, I'm like, William Ragsdale as Charlie is exhausting. He is he exhausting is, yeah. as a character. Uh-huh. And I and I uh-huh. think uh-huh. this is part of what's happened. In the 80s, Marty McFly, Michael J. Fox's Marty oh. McFly, created this Preach. impossible male teen protagonist template for all high-concept movies. Yes, because he responds with ang- there's anxiety and there's fear. And I got to oh my god, I get back. But he's never not charming, even when he's being boneheaded. Even when Marty, even in Back to the Future Two, when Marty gets the almanac, and you're like oh my god, this is all your fault, Marty. Th- th- right? th- you're never not you're never not at least partially on Marty's side because there's so much charisma with Michael J. Fox, mm-hmm. and and William Ragsdale has absolutely no charisma and so when he's doing this role and i don't think it's his fault but it's as written charlie is just so exhausting and annoying and, and makes so many boneheaded decisions and it's really honestly frustrating i'm gonna say this i think the movie is nowhere near as funny as i remember it being it, and, and i would even oh, go interesting. i'd go so far as to say i don't think it's even trying to be as funny as i remember it trying to be I don't think it's as much of a comedy as I remembered it being. It's definitely not, it's as, not. as scary as I remember it being.
2: And oh. You know, it's it's I think I think Chris Sarandon is menace. Oh, okay, Chris Sarandon so is the, the problem, best right? part of the movie. Ronnie
0: McDowell Easy. and Chris Sarandon I, I, are the two best parts of this I, movie. Yes,
2: thank you. Okay. Um the problem you run into with this movie and I love this movie. I I kind I I do sort of I agree completely is that People were trying to chase that dragon of Marty, yes, and, Fly, and you're not gonna get it. Yeah, Roddy McDowell is
0: supposed to be his to doc,
2: exactly. A young and
0: teen, I think, like really, concept movie thrust into something he doesn't completely understand, can only turn to this older guy for help, girlfriend right. in the middle, chaos ensues. Like, there's so many movies that try to do that, and they just you have they none of them succeeded, none of them,
2: yeah. I, but I so. I feel like the okay what happened with the, to me the, what what lessened this movie a little bit is the remake. The remake takes um the Chris Sarandon character and make him scarier. I'm uh, I'll fight you on this one and sexier. With Colin Farrell, I remember the. Peak I remember Colin thinking Farrell.
0: the remake was okay. I remember thinking, yeah, it's pretty good. The remake is good.
2: Yeah, I, I yeah, and then they've got uh, is who's the the kid that passed Anton away? Yelchin. He played Anton Yelchin. Yeah, who nails the Marty Mac- that that character?
0: I. It's been a long time since I didn't I haven't seen the remake since it came out, but I would say that without even having seen it recently, Anton Yelchin's a better Charlie than William Rags.
2: Yes, yeah, and I think I think he's yeah, I think he's definitely a better Charlie. I do think that this is a pretty fantastic movie. Um, I thought so too
0: until I watched it because I, here's what I watched. I watched a movie that I knew what it was attempting to do. Uh, One of the things that it was attempting to do was it was attempting to, it's really a movie about fandom. It's a movie about obsession and about fandom. Because Charlie is obsessed okay. with Hollywood movies and horror movies in particular, the old horror movies. Mm-hmm. And it isn't just that a vampire moves in next door. It's a vampire who is a Hollywood vampire. He's a vampire that plays by all the rules of the old Universal and Hammer horror That's film. Fair. That's fair. And so fair. suddenly the fan is thrust into the films that he's been watching. It's only the kid who is... The only thing that gets his mind off of getting, trying to get laid, and trying to get his reluctant girlfriend <laughs> is to suck because his dick—no, yeah, wait—is like, movies. Oh, when he's pressuring her to suck his dick or whatever, and yeah. she's like, "I'm just not ready, Charlie," and he gets really pissed yeah. at her, and then all of a sudden, *Fright Night* comes on. He doesn't give a shit anymore.
2: He's like, "Nah," man, because whatever.
0: he's obsessed with yeah, old horror movies. So all of a sudden, sure. it's, they're, they're doing it in a very subtle way, but it's it's very much akin to uh last action hero where that one's way more literal oh sure where he goes into the movie the movie comes to him right
2: yeah that's fair christopher
0: lee vampire moves in next door and suddenly he's in the horror movie and he doesn't like it he's not prepared for it he doesn't want to be in it he wants to be in back in the real world where it feels safe which is the world he's been avoiding you know and I understand right. that, and I understand that that's kind of what they're going for, and it's playing with what you see on the screen isn't actually real because when he finally meets Roddy McDowell's character, who's playing very much a, 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 a Hammer film oh, uh, Peter yep. Cushing kind of character, uh, when he finally meets him in real life, he's 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 nothing like what he is in the screen. And I think it's
2: David Tennant or, or David, David
0: Tennant, really like right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah and yeah it was i think a magician in that one right
2: yeah i think he's like a chris Angel, yeah yeah illusionist style, or whatever like yeah. David Blaine. yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah and so he's nothing like what he appears to be and he's this coward and that's where the humor comes from and i get it i get that they're playing with certain you know certain what if the what if the heroes aren't like what they appear to be in the screen but the monsters are right right and right, right. and they, I, then i feel like they don't do anything with it i feel like they don't McDowell and and Ragsdale are not on screen enough together. Yeah,
2: I would agree there's with that. There's not enough well.
0: chemistry between them because they don't actually know each other. They're not friends like Marty and Doc. They don't know each other. He's just, to, yeah. to McDowell's character, he's just this crazy fucking kid who showed up at the TV station the <laughs> yeah. day he got fired and was like, monsters are real. Like, there's no reason for him to believe it, right? Um, I don't know. I think, I think it's just kind of, honestly, I think it's kind of a bad script. I hate to say that.
2: Um, that's interesting
0: the one thing i did notice this time watching it because again i've almost done a 180 on the movie I was i was this is the one i was yeah it sounds probably like it. the most excited about every time we see jerry he's eating fruit okay is he eating fruit because he's a bat oh fuck off he never eats Maybe. anything but fruit
2: that's brilliant. That's a nice touch. If that's the case, yeah. That's, that's the fact that, good. and I don't know
0: who came up with that, but the, he, like every time you see him, he's got like an apple or a piece of fruit in his hand.
2: That's kind of fantastic
0: because he's a bat, right? And I, like he, it, so sure, 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 sure. That I thought, okay, that's a good touch. The, when it, when you're when you're, the movie either needs to be scarier or funnier or more subtle or less subtle. As it's interesting you bring that up. As it is, it's only just kind of middling in the middle of where it's it's humorous, but it's not funny to me. It's yeah. Got C- Christopher Sarandon's delivering a creepy performance, but he's not really scary. Scary. I think. He, I think. Oh, even, see, I, I think, think Stephen I think Jeffries as Evil Ed is scarier.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. That he, he's kind of a shitty friend. Oh, are talking about Charlie or God, Evil Ed? Got, yeah. No, Charlie. Well, is Evil Ed like even really his it, friend? He, I don't know. I guess they kind of felt like they were. That's a very you rare know, relationship.
0: Like a, now, my question to you was, do you think Evil Ed is coded for gay? Oh. Because when I watch the movie, I, I think what makes I, him uh, genuine outsider is I think the character is supposed to be gay.
1: Interesting and he's in love with Charlie.
2: And that's why he's kind of just giving him the guff all the time. Constantly
0: about wanting to hook up with that girl. Yes. Yeah. 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 And he
2: doesn't. Interesting. And then because like Sarandon's whole pitch to
0: him is like, I know what it's like to be different. I know what it's like not to be accepted for who you are. And I can make that pain go away. And even your friends don't like you and they don't accept you and they don't know who you really are. I see you for who you really are. And he's like, you know, seduces him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I th- I mean, you can definitely make that argument. And I mean, this this came out what year? What year was this? Uh, this one's 85, I believe. So, I mean, that's definitely front and center in our culture. Right. Like it's it's becoming more and more prevalent in at that time frame. Yeah. Uh, what year? What year is Nightmare 2? Oh, shoot. The only reason I bring that up is because that I mean, I think that is know, 86. So that the, comes out a year later. OK, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think cause... that is kind of the 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 standard bearer of gay
0: panic cinema. (laughs) Let's see.
2: I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like it's 85 nightmare, nightmare two is 85. Okay. There you go. So, I mean, you know, if you haven't seen that, I can't, you know, I know that this is not for that podcast, but go check out a documentary called scream queen about the, the the lead of that movie. And like, you know, I, I think that you can make that argument. That's a really good call. Uh, especially given nightmare two and that one, you're just like, Whoa.
0: I think another thing that didn't work for me at this movie is there's too much point A to point B back to point A. So you have two characters who are like, okay. we have to go here and we have to do this. And then they do that thing or it doesn't, whatever. Then they go back to where we <laughs> <Yeah>. they just <laughs> left from. And every conversation happens in t- across two locations. The conversation happens at, in, in three different plot beats. And it just, we have to go see Peter Vincent. We go see Peter Vincent. We talk to Peter Vincent. Then we go back to we Charlie's house then we are at Peter right. Vincent's house and we're like we have to go over to the neighbor's house we go to the neighbor's house then we go back to Peter Vincent's house and it's just like this constant and, and it's just very redundant and it's just sort of like again i think
2: that's so interesting. I think this movie
0: has so much style some of the stuff in the yeah. nightclub scene some of the use of fog oh man that is that is a sexy scene yeah i think some of the practical when, he, when he's seducing her yeah i think yeah. i think
2: some of the practical effects are really good um, I, I think the makeup, the makeup on Ed, I think, yes, is top tier. Yes. I think Chris Sarandon at the end yes. is pretty fantastic. I think the, the bride, I, well, I guess you call her the bride, uh, is pr- that, that reveal when like she, she's got her hair in her face and she picks her. Yeah. But HD, the, I mean, it's a, it's a
0: little HD. You definitely see the yes, appliance. I know. <laughs> definitely. The same yeah.
2: Yeah. Did you, did you watch this streaming or do you have a disc?
0: Uh, this one I watched streaming.
2: Okay, I have the I, I have the disc and it's the same deal yeah. right? Like it's I I was sitting just a little too yes. close. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was like,
0: oh some man. movies did better in the... VHS quality. It, yes, you they just it a little yes, they bit. Did. Yeah. Um yeah, I agree. There's there, there's a sense I'll give you one more thing I like about the movie cuz I'm not going to completely bury it. I just went in with high I just went in with a lot of good memory sure. of it and walked out kind of being like, "Eh." Another great thing about the movie is there is a sense that by the third act of the film, it actually starts to become a Peter Vincent movie. Yeah. And I don't mean like the Peter Vincent, it becomes his movie. I mean, it starts to become like a movie he starred in.
2: Sure. Where we go
0: into one of his movies. It starts to change. Because even the style of it begins to become over the top. And there's, it's much more like, The vampire acting is much more classic B movie. And even the musical score changes. It goes from a very modern score, Cynthia to a very Gothic score. Like it would have been in one of those old hammer films. And again, I see what they're doing, which I never really noticed before. And I can appreciate it. Like we're playing with the boundaries of reality and you're in the movie and the movie surrounding you and becoming part of the movie. And, what is what in the movie is true versus what was just fiction when it comes to vampires or vampire hunters and blah blah, da, da, da. Um and it's all done kind of subtly and it's because it's still much more of a kind of 80s movie forward and all of the I think the smart stuff is in the background, which isn't a terrible yeah, way to do yeah. it. But it's almost like I looked at the movie and I saw the movie it could have been. Or sure. I saw the movie, I remembered it being, and it was neither one of those things. And it left me that's kind of deeply disappointed.
2: Dang, that sucks. It does suck. <laughs> <Like it's>, I, <laughs> Have you ever yeah, had that well, though I mean, where like, you revisit I, a movie in your life? Yeah, like, for sure.
0: This is not for what sure. I remember liking about it.
2: Um we did a uh I, I, the first one that comes to mind is Cuffs. Oh god, yeah. Later. Right, yeah. Yeah, like I remember loving that movie. Like, and you know, it's one of those flicks that I don't revisit ever. Yeah. But I remember as a kid, I was like, and I, lo- I to this day still love Christian Slater. Like I, I, if I made a movie, I'd find a way to get that guy in there somehow. Yeah. And I rewatched it for, I don't know, a deep fried taco episode maybe. And I man, I was like,
1: oh boy, like that <laughs> sucks.
2: Like this is not good at all. Yeah. It stinks. And I, <laughs> yes. So yeah, I've definitely had that. You know what movie doesn't stink? Cobra. We'll get into. that <laughs> Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go so far as to say that this one stinks.
0: I would go so far as to say to me, it's only a six out of 10 and it's my number
1: four it's a nostalgia bust for the week. It is. I can see that. I can it see is. that. It busted my yeah. nostalgia. Uh
2: This, I would, I was going to rank this at like, I like a 6.5. And this is my number two for the week. 6.5 and only a two. Well, we're going to have you know, a deep disagreement
0: like, then it, somewhere. It, 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 Cause you're that's way high, we're... but the score is
2: kind of in middling. <laughs> and there's only one, maybe like a seven. Like, they're... that's fine. Yeah. It's fine if that's what you think. Yeah, uh, maybe it's maybe it's like a seven, seven point two five. I don't know. It was seven, seven point five. What about seven? What about two. seven? I'll give you seven. Okay, I'll give you seven. So it's not that
0: seven. great to you either. Upon a rewatch.
2: It so, like, I had a great time watching it, but everything you're saying makes sense, yeah. Like, I, I, I looked past all of that and I had a good time getting back in this world. Uh, I almost watched the remake, but I didn't want to, right? Right, you know what I mean? Um, well, I, yeah, because yeah, I watched so, this
0: I, with somebody who'd only seen the remake. And I'd never seen the original. Oh, interesting! And they were very excited to see the original. Be- I'll
2: say, what, what did they? What did they think?
0: Well, because I talked this movie, up. Um, I didn't overhype it. I was like, yeah, because no. uh, I I remember <laughs> liking the the remake well enough. Sure. You know, I I didn't have any like complaints about it, and so I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. It's this is an eighties version of that, so it's different, but it's 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 good for what it is. And then we both watched it and didn't talk about it until afterwards. And then I asked them, I'm like, okay. what did you think of that? And they were like, that wasn't very good.
2: Interesting. I was like,
0: "Well, what didn't you like about him?" I was like, "I just didn't like any of the characters. I didn't care. I didn't think it was funny. Um, you know, I didn't. I didn't find the vampire Jerry. I didn't find him sexy. I didn't find him interesting. She, she, uh, you know she found him menacing, but she can I add, that was it.
2: How old? How old is out of curiosity? How old? About is our this age. Person? Okay. I just think I think Chris Sarandon is a different sexy. I would definitely agree. I think yes. Chris, yes, he's, he's not a traditional sex symbol. Right. I think he probably was then yeah, probably more so, but yeah. he's not, not yeah. now, right? you know, now you get Colin Farrell and like, I mean, peak Colin Farrell. Yeah. And even that movie is like, like well,
0: a, what a decade old, if not more,
2: uh, if not more. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to change mine to an eight An eight. I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. it's my number two with an eight. All
0: right. Let's move along to what I think may be the most interesting movie of the week. A first time (laughs) watch for me, and I think a first time watch for you.
2: Absolutely, yeah. We're
0: talking about 1986's Vamp, which currently has a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Ever have one of those nights? This is fantastic! Ever have one of those nights? tonight. Ever have one of those nights? We be looking for ya. Grace Jones will show you one in Vamp rated r
0: Vamp was directed by Richard Wenk. Wink. <laughs> Wink. Wink. Hey was now. written. <laughs> 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 was it actually written by Dick Wink?
2: Oh my God! Please let that and be
0: Donald true. P. Borchers. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It is Triumph return of Robert Ressler. Speaking of Nightmare on Elm Street Two: Freddy's Revenge. That's right. That's right. The triumphal return of Gary Wantanabe, Last heard in Mulan. It is a triumphal return of Billy Drago. Last seen in Invasion USA. The film was released July 18th in 1986 on a budget of 3.3 million. It only made 4.9 million dollars. Frat boys pursue a stripper from the
2: worst side of the tracks. Strippers, vampires, and two bros. It's like American Werewolf in London, but less good.
0: This movie. Okay.
2: All right. <laughs>
0: I'm going to start off with the good stuff. Oh, okay. okay. Because I think there is a quarter of this movie that's actually really good. And as I was watching, I was like, is this a hidden gem? Is this an underseen, like, forgotten film of the 80s? Um, okay. Okay. The just technical stuff. Nearly every scene begins and ends with a character performing an action. That's true. No new movies. Don't do this anymore. And that's why so many of them are so fucking boring. What I mean by that is by the time a a character walks into frame doing something, it doesn't have to be anything related to the plot but they're doing something. And when they leave the frame, they're doing something. And it's an old school technique that was used. and was especially used in 80s movies. If you watch them, you know, you never just uh, happened upon a scene or very, I shouldn't say never, very rarely did you happen upon a scene where characters are just sitting there. If if, the characters are always coming in and when they're in in frame or out of frame or the camera pants them, they're doing something. They're busy. They're active. What it does is it gives you, first of all, the sense of animation. It also gives you a sense that you are in their world because they're just going about the business they would be going about in their world. And it, land, it helps you suspend disbelief, basically. It's just an old-school yeah, like, movie-making technique that new movies do not do anymore. For instance, in this movie, there's a scene where the guy's not just on the phone. We hear him on the phone, but when we see him, yeah. he's carrying a fucking payphone around. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like an unusual activity but he's moving, and it's just action. It's it's something I miss from old school movies. I thought the new, I I can agree with that. I thought the new gag where he's like it wasn't me, I thought that was funny. Yeah. I thought the opening buddy banter between Wrestler and Chris uh Makepeace or whatever his name is is was actually pretty clever. Um completely agree with you. I was like, "Holy shit, this is a good buddy report these guys are going on." I thought casting Gary Wantanabe as a character called Duncan, (laughs) who is playing a role (laughs) typically reserved for like white guys. He's playing a white guy role as an Asian American. I thought that was, first of all, way ahead of its time. Um, And I thought it was great. Um, When he showed up and I was like, oh. This movie to me is humming along. I'm liking everything about it until they get to that nightclub. And the moment they want, which is unfortunately the entire plot of this movie, because once they yeah. get to the nightclub, the set looks like Holy something from shit. an episode of Quantum Leap.
2: It, it looks like an episode of Batman 66. The
0: production value drops to tails from the crypt levels. Yeah. I don't mean that in a favorable way. No. I think the movie is, especially in its beginning, more clever than one would expect. And for a while, yes. significantly less lewd than you would expect. It has this sort of uh, for a while. Yeah, it has yeah. some really kind of offbeat, dark humor to it. Um, but then when they have to get into the actual vampire stuff oh and the special God. effects, which are
2: terrible, it's so bad,
0: dude. It just runs out of a point and a plot and all the goodwill it generated, and like. It, it, my heart began to break in pieces very slowly the further this movie went on because they really had something. Like there's there are movies that you watch and you're like they never had a goddamn thing. This movie fucking <laughs> stuck right. <laughs> or you're like, like yeah, okay right, the premise right, right. is interesting but it's just not there on the screen. That's not this movie. Yeah. It was there. It's there for like I twenty
1: minutes. I honestly,
2: <laughs> this this to me then you watch me it fall is apart in front of you. This is prime for a remake. yes, like this would I get be, the exact same fucking note. This would be a title in 2022 that you could add yes. the pro- that you could absolutely remake and it works and I I jokingly said that this is like an American Rover of London, but not as good because it is, right? It follows almost the exact same beats. There's another Balchia movie on this Arcturne.
0: list that follows the beats of, but it predated it. It's a, it's a little movie called From Dust <laughs> Till
2: Dawn. Yeah. And I was watching, yeah. I was like,
0: holy shit, this is from Dust yeah, Till Dawn. A, a,
2: and that's kind of, you know, Tarantino has always kind of. Yes. You know, and I'm a, look, he's one of my top five yeah. of all time. And we'll, you know what, we'll get into that when we get there. But um, this, you know, London to me is one of the greatest horror comedies ever made. And it, there are certain beats in this where our two buddies go into a eating establishment, yes. and the the two guys, you know, the guy running it's like get out of you know. Okay, now kind of doesn't tell him what's going on. Can I give on, you a time out here? Does tell him? Okay. Yeah,
0: the town stuff before they get to the club, I liked. Yeah, I'm still on board I do too
2: because it, it, it's it, fucking creepy. Yeah. It when those guys walk into the bar yes. or walk into the yes. restaurant and like. Our two buddies are like, look at these two But girls. Billy Drago no, I mean, and
0: his gang it? are apparently not vampires because they're later attacked by vampires, if you remember. Because the gang... Oh, they are. Yeah, because during the chase in the third act, the the guy and the girl, the guy, the guy that doesn't have dead, are a vampire, yeah. and the girl are running like through the sewers and the streets, and they're trying to get on a bus. Oh, my God. And yes. the bus guy's a vampire, and then they show up with their cars, but then yeah. the vampires show up and attack them. That to me didn't make any sense. So there's just a because random they, like, street they, gang in a town that's completely populated at night by vampires,
2: or you could even
0: say that like they're familiars, but they're not because to they get the for, they get watch them get killed. Right. Yeah, that's, that's where it true. really threw me that's off because at first I thought yeah they're either familiars, they're a, a, a gang of street punks who are familiars with the vampires, yeah. or they are because the sun is setting they are vampires sure. right and they're getting out of they're getting yeah out, they're yeah. they're waking up right so they're going to the restaurant right, right, right. right um but yeah so that was that was very confusing because it, i just thought they were vampires and then when
2: they circle we come back
0: around they're just people i'm like well, why the fuck are they here right right yeah
2: the, oh, sorry my cat is down here <laughs> and he, like j- he must have like j- like Started pawing at the back of the oh couch, God. and everything started to. And I didn't know what it That's was. That's actually creepy. I, I'm not even kidding. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Late at night in like the dark, w- talking
0: about vampire movies, Holy and fuck. something's clawing at your yeah, back.
2: Like, like I felt the vibrations <laughs> through the couch, and I was like, "What is that?" And then I saw him walk around the corner, like, "What's up, dude?" Now he's walking upstairs, like, "All right, I'll see, see you. Later. Yeah, see you in the morning." Man, that I'm not even lying. Like, I was about to come. Over, that fucked me up that was pretty scary um but like just to the we get the the guy and the girl right which i thought was a fun i liked that relationship too like i liked them where she's like don't you remember me and he's like no it's so quirky it's so
0: quirky yeah it's so it's so
2: quirky and and like that was working but like yeah once we get rolling and we start to get into the horror yeah uh it fought, this movie like it dropped its score dramatically for me. Me and it, too. It dropped where it was gonna go. Yep. Um, which is and I did like
0: yeah. and I I'm I'm right there with you. I yeah. liked
2: everybody. You know, like I, I think it's a fun concept. I think the idea, you it, know, it's like it's,
0: it's it's all right there, and they just couldn't.
2: 80s bro do it. comedies can like yeah, yep. like two dudes were just like, man, we want to get into this frat. We gotta go. Find a find a stripper that'll get us in and you know, and now they've got themselves painted into a corner. I mean, like even down to the dead buddy. Yes. That is, you know, like from from London, where it's just like it's the same thing. It's the it's the same concept, and it's just not to good.
0: me. The core of this movie is the bromance between the two friends. And sure. then as soon sure, as we sure get sure. into the nightclub, they get separated. And they are separated right. for the entire middle of the movie. Because spoilers. Rob Rustler's character ends up getting seduced by Grace Jones, who's like a snake vampire queen or whatever. And
2: mm, Sounds familiar. Yes,
0: and uh, kills him. Right. And, and he right. begins to turn into a vampire. But he's dead for a long time. He doesn't immediately turn. He's dead. Right. Drained of blood, yeah. dead, dead, dead. And then comes back almost towards the third act as a vampire and is like an evil vampire at first. And then gets a heart gets a soul back somehow gets his soul back because his friend talked his soul back into him and i'm like i know what you're trying to do here and it could right. be funny but it's yes. not working and then no. the sewer chase Even down to like the, the sewer chase that, which is you. the third yes. act is fucking terrible
2: Whoa, boy it's i mean like it does it looks like something out of batman 66 yes. Um, Again, I, I know gonna, what they're
0: they, going for. Like if that sewer chase looked like the one from The Blob, the Blob remake. Sure. Now oh, we're talking. Yeah. But it's directed poorly, right. it's staged poorly. They find the crypt of the vampires in this movie, the only thing that kills vampires is the um is fire. And so then all the vampires decide to oh, keep sure. giant drums of gasoline in the crypt where they sleep.
2: Yeah, that makes total that sense. It made
0: no fucking sense to me. The whole <laughs> right. subplot of the club owner who's like, like 100 years old. And he's like, he's,
2: but I mean, he's Renfield,
0: right? Like, that's who Basically, he is. Basically, yeah. Who wants to, you know, wants to move his vampire club to Vegas because that's where real show business yeah, eat, is.
2: Eating bugs. I thought that little scene where the our other character, like, thought he was eating peanuts and, like, the guy picks up a cockroach, yes. he puts it in his mouth, and he starts yes. chewing it. And he's like, oh, what the hell? Yes. You know, like I thought that was, that was a good gag. Like it's a good little, but they keep going back uh, to him
0: wanting to be in Vegas. Then eventually he just lets himself burn in the, in the, the club. Yeah. But I was like, it just, it felt fruitless again. I it was like, it was supposed to be dark and it was supposed to be funny. It was like, this guy's so obsessed with getting to Vegas. Like it's supposed to be the gag. Cause he's right. You know, yeah. He's Renfeld no or whatever, out. but yeah. it, just, it just didn't fucking work. And no. it started off so strong. I would so agree. fresh, yeah. so funny, so clever, so charming, kind of spooky. Right, and you're like, okay, I, wow. If this th- if if this thing doesn't even just maintain, even if it drops a few yeah. degrees, this is going to be a pretty That's okay. fun cult movie. That thank you yeah. Manuel for introducing me to it. <laughs> it's so fucking fell apart for me. <laughs> that it is yeah, the worst of the week it is my number five. It. it and I give yep. it a five out of ten. And the only other oh, thing that damn. was I, I see it being uh, uh, ripped off from this is Grace Jones. Her blood when she bleeds goes up to the ceiling, which they stole for Pennywise in the new It movies. Oh, they did, didn't they? Yes, because I when I, yeah, that's right. when I watched right. the first one, I was like, wow, that's I've never seen that before, where the blood flows up. The closest was an alien up. where there's the reverse shot of the the drip is Ooh, coming well, off I'm the egg and going in- up
2: but nightmare i mean nightmare they got the big old geyser of blood through the bed that goes up yeah that's not the
0: same thing though. it's not like out of a person it's really not yeah. no it's not like it's not where droplets. like you hit somebody yeah, in yeah, the yeah. head you bash their head in and their droplets of blood are floating in the air go, and oh. go up sure sure, yeah, sure i was like oh that's so inventive and i was like nah, i was just from fam It was just from and, and <laughs> i have damaged. to imagine like honestly like the big selling point for this movie was yeah it's a, basically a vampire version i hate to reduce it to that because it's but you're you're right to some extent. Is. It is American Werewolf in London, yeah. not as well done, but with vampires. But the big selling point was you're gonna see Grace Jones nude.
2: Who was that really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not being facetious. Like, is that was that really I think what so. I think that's what the I mean this was
0: presented even in the marketing and in the box cover to this very day to the, the key art, it's sure. all Grace Jones. And she's in it. That's true. She's not in that's it as true. much as they make it seem like she's in it. She's in it as no, about I, as much well, as Salma Hayek is in. <laughs> I
2: was just gonna say that. You are absolutely yeah. satanic pandemonium. Yeah. 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 That's fair. That's fair. Uh this is also my bottom of the week, and I gave it a three.
0: I can't fault you there. Like, I gave it more points just because I really liked the parts that are good are really good. They're really good. That's fair. And everything yeah, else that, is that either last, mediocre or terrible.
2: That last third, I I called it a day.
0: Yeah, that last third is really awful. And the ending where the vampire, because you think his, okay, his friend gets his soul back, and then you think he's then killed again, saving them. Right. Or trying to kill himself, whatever. He's like, I don't want to go on like this. I don't (laughs) want to be a vampire. And he kills himself, and it's really kind of sad. I an, it is,
2: yeah. He, he's sacrificing himself. Yeah, and yeah.
0: But then he just reappears at the end. Then and the back. joke is that it wasn't real wood. The stake that went through his heart. is like, "Hey, it was great news. It was formica." <laughs> and it's like, I know that's supposed to be. F- Did he actually say Ica? Yeah, I think he said formica. It doesn't he? It's like fake wood instead of IKEA. No, formica is like a type of fake. What's like a plasticky wood?
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My, yeah, being a parent while <laughs> doing a podcast. Is awesome. <laughs> so the so
1: uh, point being is that's It's like true. an, that's it's like
0: that's an 80s wood that went through his heart, so he's not actually dead. Oh, okay. And okay. he's got his okay. soul back, so now he's a good guy. And then like it ends with him
2: stuck in the sewers. Walking in the
0: sewers beneath them as they ignore him. And he's like, Hey, right. don't forget right. about right. me. Right. Like I can go to night school. Like trust me. I can get a night job. Quink. Trust me. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> like that not at that point go... now we're at sitcom level of humor, and that's
2: That's exactly yeah, right. it. It was
0: not good. No,
2: no, it wasn't. It was a lot
0: more. <laughs> Honestly, I'm glad it was on this list because I've wanted to watch it. I never did. I'm glad he gave me the that, opportunity to watch it. I really like the parts of era it. I liked.
2: Of, it's an era of VHS cover art. Like, yes. to me, this is like yeah. peak VHS cover. Because I once I saw the cover, I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, yeah. I walked past this as a kid all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Uh, I definitely remember so the I cover. Am, I, yeah, I remember the cover. For sure, but I never saw it yeah that cover was kind of like burnt you know <laughs> um, it's I, I, honestly like it's like the the cover to evil like as soon as I saw it I was like evil dead dead alive you know all the dawn stuff, of the like, dead just for me crazy it was just like burned in my brain dawn of the dead yeah. for sure for sure yeah. hills have eyes uh, all of those Ooh, that's a yeah. good one last house on the left
0: yeah all right well there you go. I wanted to love it I wanted then I wanted to like it I didn't like it <laughs> By the by, time I was done, I I, I, yeah, I was like, oh god, (laughs) I hate that when it happens, man. I hate it when you start off, you're like, fuck, this movie's great, and you're just like, oh no, oh no, oh no, (laughs) it's getting worse. (laughs) All right, so my nostalgia's been busted.
2: Oh yeah, oh
0: no, my new, my my potentially my new cult movie that I was gonna love and recommend ended up falling on its fucking face. Yes. Then I had to revisit. 1987's The Lost Boys, which is a favorite of quite a few people in the world. And it is, of course, Joel Schumacher's film, which currently has a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Free 826-CARS. Michael and Sam are about to discover a secret in California. Santa is crawling with vampires. Stay back! Stay back! I'm your brother, Sammy. Help me. What's happening these times? My own brother, a blood-sucking vampire. Better give yourself a garlic t-shirt, buddy. Oh, you wait a long fight, though. Has everyone gone crazy here? The Lost Boys. Rated R. Starts Friday, July 31st.
0: Lost Boys was directed by Joel Schumacher with a screenplay by Janice Fisher, Jeffrey Bohm. And James Jeremiah says a story by James Fisher and James Jeremiah. It is the triumph return of Jason Patrick, last seen in Speed 2. It's the triumph return of Alex Winter, last seen in Freaked. It's a triumph return of Jamie Gertz, last seen in Twister. It's the triumph return of Kelly Joe Minter last seen in Nightmare 5, one of the just one of the most awful movies. It was released Man, July 31st, 1989, on a budget of 8.5 million, folks. This thing brought in 32.2 million dollars. A divorced mom moves her teen. A divorced mom moves her two teen sons to a dumpy beachfront town secretly haunted by immortal assholes.
2: (laughs) This is the same director that killed the Batman franchise? Yes, it
0: is. That's my title. Oh.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Man, this is okay. Do
0: people normally headbang the saxophone music,
2: (sighs) Joe? Fuck no. Let's just get that meme. Let's get the fucking meme out of the way. They loved
0: it. Yeah, they these love that saxophone. These teen punk, post hardcore, beach delinquents who are (laughs) children from the '30s potentially
2: loved fucking saxophone rock and roll. They did. You know what? Good for that guy though. Sexy saxophone. He has made a a hell of a living on the convention circuit.
0: Yeah, he certainly has. He's he's. he's, You know, it became a meme. Everybody it like did. vaguely remembered this movie, or really remember this movie, but vaguely remembered him in the movie. And then it was like the internet. Yeah. All we all collectively went, "Y'all remember that one scene where the guy's like <laughs> fucking a saxophone on stage, and <laughs> like, and the,
2: out of nowhere, and the, nowhere, kids, loved and the kids
0: loved it. That was pretty weird, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> no, it's it,
0: like spawned right. a whole genre of synthwave led by the Midnight which is s- uh, saxophone, <laughs> saxophone <Wait now. laughs>
2: forward
0: uh 80s retro music. Is, is that right? Oh, yeah.
2: Yep. All right. I do love me some synthwave.
0: Part of the charm of this movie, away from the meme oh, of that guy, but part of the charm of the movie oh, is it's all of its organic 80s ephemera. The That's movie fair. is organically, it's just a product of its time, and so it is. it is... Two linchpin pieces of the movie are a video store, a local mom and pop video store with neon fucking everywhere. Yep. And a comic book store along the boardwalk. Oh, man. You know, with the Frog Brothers. Yeah. And...
2: I mean, I got... for Hold on. When they were looking at those comic books, <laughs> I was literally, like, looking at the spinner racks. I was like, do I have that one? I think I do. Like, but, like, that... Yeah, that, those... The spinner racks and, like, the, the stacked books and yeah. all that stuff, like, that was... And uh, same deal, like looking at the walking yes. down the aisles of the video yeah. store. Like it's man, that was nostalgia at its best, right?
0: There. And that's the thing is that the movie is it accidentally captures what it felt like to wander around your town in the summer, which
2: that's I, I kids think today I do not
0: think,
2: do, brother. <laughs> you are preaching. Also, the if they if they like, did do I it, remember, there's really
0: nowhere for them to go because
2: these places like this don't exist anymore. There are not places for young people to loiter anymore no no I, I mean even when i was a kid man like it was that's what we did you just kind of wandered you, summertime yeah. if you just walk you, you'd walk to your friend's house and you'd come back when the street lights came on yeah like that's and maybe the you'd, you'd walk was. down to the and video
0: you, store or the comic book shop or the ice yep. cream shop or the drive through or wh- whatever you could, yeah
2: you could walk i could i could buy f- for five bucks i could get three comics and two movies yeah like that's that i mean you now know you're like, sounding like an old man. back it's in my good. day bread was a I nickel. Know. back in my day i i, I went up both yeah. ways damn it um but i could right? like comics were anywhere from 25 to 50 yeah. cents yep. and movies were a dollar you know like that's there was a mom and pop's place at the top of my block and you yep. the, it was very much like clerks like it was an rst it was an rst video but it was that's what it was and the dude didn't care what we rented he was like, just don't tell him that I was here. That I let you rent that, movie. that yeah. I let you rent that movie. Did he
0: uh, did, he, did yeah. he ever try to sell you fireworks? More than once. Did he ever try to sell you ninja stars? No. <laughs> <laughs> ninja stars. Yeah. I was certain asked. things that only belonged in the 80s and 90s. And if you weren't there yes, as a yes, kid, yes, you, yes. You, if if you didn't have a friend who had a ninja star, and weird knives out of the back of Soldier of Fortune magazine. You're like, you yeah, yeah, always yeah, had that yeah. one friend whose parents either did not care or were, he, they were divorced, and that fucking kid got yeah. everything. And he got shit Bart that Miller. was not age-appropriate. Bart Miller <laughs> was that friend. <laughs> and, and you liked them, but you are always a little afraid of them.
2: You, I was always, Yeah, I remember that's how I watched Die Hard. No, Lethal Weapon. And, like, the dad was like, hey, should you be watching this movie? I was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's no big deal. He's like, maybe I should call your parents. I was like, I'm just going to go home then. Uh, I'll <laughs> see you later.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to go home <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Please don't call my yeah.
2: parents. <laughs> I think I should call your mom. I'm just going to go now. Thanks. I'm just going to go back. See Thanks, you. Bye. Parts, dad. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, thanks, Parts Dad. <laughs> Would
0: this movie be better or worse if Michael Jackson were in the Kiefer Sutherland role? Way worse. was <laughs> he was, look, he was never supposed I, to be cast in this movie, but there's a couple oh. things going on here. Spielberg in the 80s was trying to get a Peter Pan movie off the ground, and Michael I, Jackson guess. was set to be Peter Pan. Which, in retrospect, with everything wow. we know now, wait, well, what, that would have aged like fuck. no. <laughs> yikes. him and his lost boys, directed by
1: Steven Spielberg. So, so
2: where is he in like Michael Jackson done, like in his kingdom?
1: Oh God! Right? So thrillers '82,
2: right? Geek? Yeah, yeah, has to be. Yeah, I mean, he's thriller is eight. Thriller '82.
0: Yeah, we're at what '86, '85 here, '80. No, Lost Boys is eighty seven. Yeah, yeah, he's so still. he is like the throes of and the rolling. Prince of Rock and Roll. Yeah, the King of Pop. And
2: when? Yes, I'm trying to think. Black and White was. Well,
0: that's when it started to get on shaky ground. But I mean, that's
2: that's that's the, right, that's the early right, 90s. Right, right. That's like yeah, the end ninety two. was okay, when okay. all the
0: shit started to come out.
2: The Simpsons episode. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So that you okay. have that going on.
2: Man, that would have been crazy.
0: Now this movie was originally also supposed to be a Peter Pan movie. But the Lost Boys in this version were going to be vampires, and hence why it is still called the
2: Lost Boys. Is that right? Yeah. Hell yeah. I didn't realize. I mean, the Lost Boys I get, but I didn't realize it was supposed to be a Peter Pan movie. Yeah. Who was supposed to be Peter Pan Jason
0: Isaac I, I don't know if there was going to be not, that's, a that's, that's, pan per se I think it might be Keith or okay. Sutherland that was the pan I think the idea was cuz pan oh, is like the god of mischief crazy. The 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 original sure. draft of the script was much more it was like a Peter Pan movie but they were vampires
2: Okay okay
0: and that's why like man that would have been crazy That's why her name is Star that's because there's never, never, never land Ooh. is the third star on the right or whatever. And on till morning. Yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. there's That's the right dog. It, there's all yeah. these parallels. Okay. Uh, Jamie Gertz is star, but she's also kind of windy, but not really. But also the, the, it ends up being, uh, what's his face? The videos, Max, the video store owner, what does he want? He wants a mother for his boys. Which is what Peter wanted Wendy to be for the lost boy.
2: Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. So, wow. Oh
0: yeah. Oh my and god. One of the brothers like, is like, I, I mean Michael together. is
2: Michael. Michael is yes. Michael. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But there's no there's no John, I guess. Is there? I
0: guess that would be uh Corey Haim. Corey yeah. Haim?
2: Interesting. Whoa.
0: <laughs> You've never this seen blew those my parallels? Mind, man. Like
2: no, well, no, I mean, not really. I don't. So you no. never thought, why no, is
0: this called the Lost
2: Boys? <laughs> I just figured, you know, I just think it was a group of dudes who were t- got turned into vampires. I didn't even, it didn't even, I didn't even think of a, the the correlation between that and Peter Pan.
0: Well, yeah. So um, it was Schumacher who was like the the uh, Peter Pan stuff's got to be toned way the fuck down.
2: Isn't that weird? And that guy was like, let's tone some stuff down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know? He
0: was like, let's strip it as. Like, they kept certain elements, obviously, because we can find them. Sure. sure. But they were like, because eh, it was going to be much more directly like Peter Pamp and Vampires, right? Um, okay. Okay. But it was like, ah, nah. Like, so they, they rearranged some stuff and changed some relationships and did this and that. And then, of course, we've got the movie that we have.
2: And um, I, I love this movie. The, did this? Is this a nostalgia buster for you again? No. Okay.
0: Oh, whew. the movie turned out no, not we're to we're be better than I remembered, and not worse than I remembered. It turned out to be
2: <laughs> exactly as I yeah, remember.
0: exactly as I remembered it.
2: I think okay. Diane Weist okay. is
0: fantastic in this movie.
2: She is wonderful.
0: I think that there's some stuff. I think uh, Jason Isaacs or Jason uh, Patrick. Patrick,
2: it kind of sucks in this. What's his dad's name? Uh, oh, of course, his dad is the priest. Is the young yeah, priest yeah, Jason Miller. Exorcists, Jason yeah. Miller. His
0: dad is the yeah, the young you priest, just, and yeah, he yeah. was a playwright. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, right. I think the key of this movie is the brothers. You actually believe that the frog, Co- the frog no, no, brothers, no. oh Corey Haim and Jason Patrick. You actually believe yeah. that there's they're an older brother, younger brother. Relationship,
2: one hundred percent. They are. They have really good. That the other thing that I, I think also th- people well, may forget is that is how good Corey hame was. He's very good in this movie. He, yeah. I think he had a. Re- I mean, he had an amazing run, and unfortunately, his demons got the better of him. And that's you know the, that is kind of the way child stars of the '80s ended up. Unfortunately, yes. I think it's a pretty. S- Pretty small percentage of child stars of the '80s who got out of there,
0: uh, uh, yeah, okay. unscathed. Yep,
2: yeah. Um, and I think that Haim had that. I, I made a joke about Jonathan Brandis, which I probably shouldn't have. But you know, whatever. But like Brandis had the same thing. Jonathan Brandis had the same. Do you mean vulnerability? That I, sure. I think. I, I, I think like, the definitive a, guy but for a that. Like, was, but a, but he's likable. Yeah,
0: I think it's River Phoenix is the ultimate example oh my of it.
2: god i say to this day that if river phoenix doesn't die dicaprio is not dicaprio sure everything yeah. that DiCaprio's doing river phoenix would have done
0: yeah i think i think this movie serves haim very well because unfortunately when haim was in his prime as a young actor he got he was putting a lot of shit movies he was, it, and yeah. this is not a shit movie, and you can see what he can actually do. And while meanwhile, well, Isaac's ca- or i keep calling him Isaac's or Patrick's character, I Jason did, did Patrick's, too. or Michael. <laughs> well, mean, meanwhile, yeah. while Michael is so horrified about his transformation to a vampire that he immediately has sex with Jamie Gertz, which who can blame him?
2: Can you blame him? Uh,
0: Thank but, you very
2: much, <laughs> Jamie Gertz. How you doing? Corey Heim isn't. In a lesser
0: movie, Corey Haim's younger brother is just the comedy character, and the movie is really yeah. centered on the plight and love and romance of Michael's character. He's really our protagonist. And in this, they're dual protagonists, but really the one who's front and center as the actual protagonist of the film is Corey Haim. He's not just the comedy younger brother oh, so or the I sidekick.
2: Disagree. Really? Yeah, I, I, because for the, forever, I always think that this is a Corey and Corey Feldman movie. For you know, like you see them together. I know the, I, I know the
0: partnership, but I, I actually, I, I think Feldman's in this way less than I remembered.
2: He is. He, he he's absolutely d- is doing, doing a real weird
0: voice. He's well. He's talking he like this.
2: And, he's Donatello. Oh,
0: he, it's not even yeah. doing the Donatello voice. He's doing a really no. weird. <laughs> Trying to talk like an adult. Uh, I'm a frog brother. Like an adult.
2: <laughs> Maybe he's trying to sound like a frog. Yeah. The turn of the frogs gang. Yeah. <laughs> uh but I think <laughs> that was a great No, episode, thanks. Fuck way. that guy. Um, yeah, fuck that guy. He like I always think of this as like a Corey Haim movie. And as I'm watching it again, I was like, this is a Jason Patrick movie. Like, he's supposed to be the lead. But because Haim is as good as he is, he draws all of that away from anytime they're on screen together or anytime Haim is on screen by himself doing whatever he's doing. It draws all of the focus off of Jason Patrick to Corey. I think Hame. that's very true. You And, and you I, think it wasn't supposed to I, be that I, way? I think this was supposed to be a Jason Patrick joint. I, I, I think it, it turned out to not. I think
0: be it on. was to a degree. I think this, there's a bit of cynicism here with this movie. I think that Jason Patrick is meant to appeal to older, to teen girls.
2: Oh and, sure, and I get that. He's, a, I mean, that dude's got a jawline for days. And then I think you know who he looks like. You know, for real, is John Morrison. Yeah, the wrestler. Yeah. I I was like, I think like,
0: honestly, dude. I think this movie is like a multi generational movie. I think mom and dad are supposed to relate with Diane Weist because she's in it a lot more than sure. you would think. I think the teen girls yeah. are supposed to have their heart heart throb with Michael's character. I think,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: comic book loving boys who want to watch a vampire movie
2: monster movies, monster movies
0: yeah. are gonna want are gonna focus on um uh Corey Haim's character. Corey yeah, and, yeah. Or, and and the Frog brothers or whatever. Uh and yeah, I think this movie is meant to like it's it's a rated R film, but I think it's meant to appeal to a broad audience. This is a crowd pleasing yeah, film. Yeah, I think it's totally yeah. fair. But yeah, I think yeah, you're right. I think that you're right. I think we're supposed to find Jason Patrick way more charming and way more, we're supposed to be more invested in Michael's character than we end up being, and we end up most of the spotlight does end up going to Corey Haim just because there's just he's got something. He's got that X factor that yep.
2: he's got that, that Patrick warm, didn't that have extra gear. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I also think I think Kiefer Sutherland as David is terrifying yes i think he is one of the scariest on-screen vampires uh ever because he is so menacing and so undertoned. yes he doesn't you know like he's he, when he and jason patrick kind of get into it you think he's kind of being his buddy and it's very obvious that there are ulterior motives and then when he goes full vamp like that's great makeup yes like it's great, yeah. great, great, great vampire makeup on him. Even Alex Winter, who was just like, "Oh shit, I forgot he was." Doesn't in Doesn't get to do a whole lot, like, you know. Sure doesn't, but you know he's he there. Is. Yeah, you know. Uh, and I think that's the advantage. And I think the reveal of is it Ted is Max, is that his name? Max. Max. Uh, the reveal of Max is yes. great because they do a great job. Spoilers, sorry. Uh, they do a great job of not playing by the rules initially yes and then setting and then making their own rules. well the
0: movie does enough to to make you think that he is the head vampire and then it spends time dismantling and disproving him as the head vampire so you're like oh that must have been a red herring
2: i love that scene with the guard yeah where he's like "Hmm, this is this is
1: intense yeah he's <laughs> like
0: this isn't this is this is garlic this isn't cheese or whatever this is a parmesan this is garlic <laughs>
1: right. like I yeah, bet you hate garlic right.
0: he's like no i love garlic it's just
2: <laughs> and just like p- piling it on No, yeah. normally
0: not this much yeah and it's it's <laughs> yeah it's they they make you think oh okay well i've seen movies before so he must have been the red herring and then maybe it's going to turn out that you know Kiefer sutherland the, are the david, is the leader david yeah he is the head of, after all or whatever Right, right. And um yeah, I I I think the movie is just as good as you probably think it is. Um
2: it is interesting to look at Schumacher in this movie and then you look at Batman Forever and you're like, "All right. Like this I can see the I can see the through line." Yeah, Oh, yeah. the colors, the colors and the and the camera yes. tilts and the camera movement, all that stuff. Uh and then you get to Batman, well, that's a different thing altogether. But like you can see that Schumacher definitely, you know the 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 idea that he directed Tigerland, and then he was directing Batman Forever. You're like, I don't really know how he got to right, here, right? Right? Or how that visual style gets to there. And you're watching this, you're like, oh yeah. neon, the Dutch the reds angles, and, the neons yeah. and all that's yeah. yeah, all that's all that stuff. And then you're just like, okay, that makes total sense for the next two Batman
0: movies. Yeah, but it makes so much more sense. I know this is going to sound so stupid, but it makes so much more sense in a fictional town in 1980s mid-1980s california like yes high school dropout summer like you know coney west coast coney island dump town whatever like because the whole movie feels like it's taking place in some weird alternative universe that is true That is true, but it it works in the favor. The '80s, yeah, it is the '80s, but it's like a hyper '80s. Even for the '80s, it's like hyper '80s. Like it's a, it's there's a reason why it's like, you know, it's a weird town, and they even like there's a reason why when they're rolling into it it was like, you know, when you're strange, everybody's a vampire. Yeah, Yeah. because like the town is strange because it's like come on this beach town with our our, like again, it's like a West Coast Coney Island and but uh-huh. it's a town nobody's ever heard of and all the children are missing
2: i love That's the, fucking weird. the last line from the it is fucking weird but the last line from the grandpa yes where he was just like Goddamn vampires.
0: One thing I can't ever stand in- about Santa Clara <laughs> is all the goddamn vampires. Which is a great reveal it's because like, the grandpa has oh, known man. all along the town is filled with vampires. Never said a goddamn the word. The whole time. Never said a word. Didn't Could warn have anybody. spared the family
2: all of this. <laughs> His grandson wouldn't have been infected. Yes. Just the eccentric
0: just grandpa yeah. just knows that the town he's been living in is infested with vampires
2: right 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 yeah but yeah i this is i this did not bust it i had a blast re-watching this and it's this is one that i don't usually it's not one that i go back to there's one on this list that i go back to more often than not um <laughs> i don't want to know why but <laughs> Cause I think it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I reasons, have ideas but, of know. what you're
0: doing. <laughs> um, there's high-speed internet is, now, Joe. You don't need to to pause movies. I
2: I don't need to just be like just put it. In so right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, like this is this is exactly, and it's um, it's not my number two. Obviously, that's Fright Night, but. Um, yeah, this is, I'm, I mean, this is my number three. Oh, this is definitely my number and two, like, 8.5 out of 10 for me. That's totally fair. Yeah, yeah, I gave it a seven. Uh, it was going to be a 7.5, but then I got chastised for putting a 7.5. <laughs> like, took that off. I didn't chastise you.
0: I thought you should have moved it, f- found a middle ground between the six, whatever. I think I seven. think this
2: is probably, yeah, I think this is probably a 7.5. Like it's, it's this and Fright Night are like neck and neck. For, like, you know, number two and number three. Like, yeah. it, it was hard to come up with, like, split them apart. I to guess.
0: me, this represents the best part of 80s movies because 80s movies were always about the thing that they were about, but they were always the good ones, but then they're always also yeah, yeah. about something underneath that. And yes, it's but Peter Pan. Yeah, yes, it's Peter Pan. Yes, there's a weird fairy tale kind of feeling about it. Yes, it's ultra 80s to the max. Yes, it's, uh, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's about a kid afraid afraid of his brother becoming part of the undead. But what it really is, it's about two brothers. It's about puberty, for lack of a better term.
2: That's fair. It's the older brother call.
0: is now fully hormonal, interested in girls, and doesn't give a shit about his younger, doesn't give as much of a shit about his younger brother because he's getting laid. <laughs> Jason, why do I need this lawnmower 4.0? Why do I need to get the performance package 4.0? I've got a dirty old rusty ass razor that sits in my shower on that little ledge thing covered in soap scum. Yeah, I might get a few ingrown hairs here or there, but what's the big deal? What's so great about the lawnmower 4.0? I'll tell you what's so great about the lawnmower 4.0 and the performance package 4.0 the trimmer itself. I've had, this is the third iteration I've had. This is the sleekest design yet. The advanced skin safe technology has advanced yet again. This thing is waterproof. It comes with an LED spotlight up to 4,000K, baby. So I'm not fumbling around in my dark and dreary shower in the middle of my dark and dreary life, trying to figure out how to clean myself up down there so I don't have a stinky basket, so I don't have a stinky hog. My hog runs wild because I use Landscape 4.0. Come on. I want your hog running wild. I got a little shaver. I got it for nine bucks off Amazon. Wonderful. But do you have a weed whacker that's also waterproof? That also has skin safe technology? Do do you have to worry about nicks, snags, tugs in your nose holes or your ear holes or your butthole? I don't think so. Do they send you a crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toner that will absolutely revolutionize your hygiene game? That's going to entice the ladies and fellows in your life. The loved ones in your life will thank you. And you will thank me if you go to Manscaped. And if you get the Performance 4.0, which I think you should, obviously. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to give you some boxers. They're going to give you a little nice little travel bag. You're going to be able to put all your cozy little comforts in your little travel bag. You're going to be able to take it around the world. And I want to get you free shipping around the world. And 20% off. Just go to manscape.com and insert the code binge movies. Get twenty percent off, free shipping with the code binge movies. Manscape.com. That's twenty percent off, free shipping. Manscape.com. Just use the code binge movies. It's the name of the show. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And it's the younger brother who looks up to and hero worships his older brother. And his older brother is almost a surrogate father to him.
2: And trying to hold on to that relationship. Trying to hold on to that
0: relationship while he's also trying to hold on to being a kid because he wants he's starting to get to that age, but he wants to hold on to his comic books and monster movies and all that sort of stuff, right? But he still has to sleep with the light on. And there's all these little subtle things that they do they don't make too big of a deal about that undergird these characters and their motivations. And so, yeah, it's the... Excellent word, excellent word, by It's the, way. the fear of losing your brother is what this movie is really about. And It doesn't matter that it's vampires or puberty or a girl or drugs or all the different things they allude to in this movie. It's, that's, and really, it's about fra- the fracture of the family and all this sort of stuff. And
2: Yeah. because um, Which was obviously on the mind
0: is, of people in the 80s because divorce rates are going
2: through the roof for the first time in the 70s and 80s. And, they, and Dad is alive, but they're divorced. Yeah, right? I think
0: he cheated. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Okay, okay. Which is which explains, yeah, why she's, she's moving with her dad, going on the dates with Max, and her dad's yeah, like, yeah, "You're yeah, the yeah.
0: only woman I've ever heard of who ended up worse off after the divorce.
2: <laughs> like she didn't get anything. <laughs> He's, that that guy's yeah, great. he is that he is, is awesome. great. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. So that's your number three. It's my number two. I like it a lot. Suffice to say that we both like it. Let's move on to what yes. has to be your number one. If it isn't, then what are we even doing here? I'm talking about 1996's From Dust Till Dawn, which currently has a 61% on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you want to live
1: through this? On ancient ground, a terrifying evil has been unleashed. Now, five strangers are our only hope to stop it. Oh, yeah. Critics call this an action-packed roller coaster ride. Open the door! George Clooney is a sexy new movie hero. An instant classic. Oh. From Dusk
0: Till Dawn, rated R. From Dusk Till Dawn was directed by Robert Rodriguez with a screenplay by Quentin Tarantino and a story by Robert Kurtzman. Drive for Return of Danny Ooh. Trejo, last seen in The Hidden. Drive for Return of Juliette Lewis, last seen in Cape Fear. Drive Return of George Clooney, last seen in Batman and Robin, speaking of. Drive for Return of John Saxon, last seen in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. It was released <laughs> January 17th, 1996, on a budget of $19 million. It made $59.3 million. Psycho bandits take a family hostage and hide out in a titty bar from hell cheap drinks loud music and selma satanica pandemonium
2: it's
0: the name of an old cult
2: movie that totally yep. makes sense uh you know i fell i watched this uh, a couple nights ago and then i kind of fell down the rabbit hole of the direct-to-dvd sequels that wasn't movie. the rabbit hole that uh, I was number,
0: imagining you were going to say <laughs> that
2: was, yeah that's a different aren't the direct to, Rob, to DVD
0: sequels movie. basically just like the direct to DVD sequels of Tremors where eventually just go back to like the 1800s in this town
2: so uh, the first one is just a, another version of this movie right Jason Patrick I think no uh, who was the Terminator who is the team Robert Patrick Robert Patrick is in it blah 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 part three is titled the hangman's dog yeah that's what i'm thinking of and it is and it is the origin of selma hayek it's awesome stupid joe <laughs> and i was i like i'm watching it and i was just like what are we okay okay like rebecca Gayheart's oh, in god. it uh the mandal um uh boba fett the guy who's boba fett is in it um but as i'm watching it and i was like what is going oh my god this is a prequel this is an origin story for the Selma High character because they end up calling this Esmeralda, who is uh-huh. this character? Satanica like Pandemonium. They, she is. That's what they call her, and I was like, "That can't be it. This can't be what I think this is." And I looked it up. I was like, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> "I
1: love." This oh, movie. of course you do, and not
2: just because of Selma Haye. I do. think that I this is um, like peak nineties in its best yeah. form. This is my favorite version of Clooney. Like I think that the the this this character, Richie Gecko, right now. He's Seth yeah, Gecko. He's Seth. Um is like what <laughs> Marion Cobretti wanted to be. A psychopath. Where he's just like a, <laughs> a stone cold psychopath, but with a heart of gold. Does he have a heart of gold? You know? He does because I don't like, think he has a heart you know, of gold. He, entire, I think he
0: has rules. He is pr- he's that's fair principles. i also think he has a
2: conscience, right because he he doesn't let juliette lewis and this is the movie that made me fall in love with her uh he doesn't let her go doesn't let her go with him right because if he doesn't have the rules or a heart of gold or at least some sort of goodness in him, well he sends her on his way right doesn't let her go to l ray doesn't give her the i money, think she, i think he protects i her think his that. character
0: arc though is that he pays for his sins by losing his brother that's, f- and being responsible well, for the death of her entire family. And yeah. He, kno- yeah, he knows he's going to hell and he right knows that if she goes with him, he's going to lead her down a terrible path. And so I don't, yeah. I don't think that the, 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 the Seth Gecko that kidnaps her family at the beginning of this movie is the exact same character that we get at the end of it. I think he goes through a that's bit of fair. a transformation because he's like,
2: but he does. I mean, the entire time, whether it's it's Richie shooting uh, Michael Parks. Well, he well Richie's a psychopath. He's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, he's a well, But he's like, what are you yeah. doing? Like, this isn't. You know, it's um. He's he's kind of having to deal with Richie yes. at every Richie played by Quentin Tarantino at every step of the way. Yeah. Right, like he's in the in the van where all you gotta do is shut up. Like he won't. You know, Richie won't shut up. Whether it's. um you know, I guess he doesn't really do anything at the Titty Twister, which, if you watch this on regular TV, it's called the Kitty Twister, and they change the entire front of the bar. Oh, do they really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so, so like there is a le- you know, even when Richie does what he does in the hotel room, <laughs> to the, to the 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 absolutely right? fucking disturbing uh, shit. Yeah, Natural very much born so. killer sort and, of stuff. And ab- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but Seth is like, what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? So like there is a level of conscience sort of, I use that term really loosely, but he's a outlaw with rules.
0: I think the big difference is Richie is a psychopath and Seth is a criminal, but he's not a psychopath. I think that's, that's that's the only real difference. I think in this world and by comparison and in comparison to blood sucking my and God serpent vampires,
1: he (laughs) ends up being a, a
0: good guy by default, but I don't think he is a good guy per se. Um, that's fair. I I really I really the whole Michael Parks opening, bringing him back and so having good. him in this and I think is like it feels like no country for old men. What do you, Wait, what do you mean bringing up, bringing, bringing Michael him back? Parks back is from having no career? That's too.
2: <laughs> oh oh sure 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 yeah. And then this the character he was also he played he plays the same character he played, uh, in uh, a different
0: uh, one of the other yes. uh, movies right? Kill, Kill Bill? Bill. That's right.
2: Yeah, he's yeah he's the he's the sheriff yeah. in Kill Bill. He pops up I think in other stuff as well yeah but
0: this is the thing where it's like they're bringing him back to like having a job like having a career yeah um right it feels like no country for old men like in four minutes it's it's uh, the sensibilities of it i'm like oh this is like some coen brothers shit
1: yeah um
0: i think the first 10 minutes of this movie is before we get to the credits is almost its own mini movie it's a preamble it's a prologue um and what's this is classic easy. Tarantino shit, okay? The yep. first 10 yep. minutes of this movie is it is the movie we would typically get.
2: I think the first
0: No, wait, 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 wait. Half. Because the oh, opening okay. credits flow like end credits do. That's true. Yes, yes, yes. So your opening credits are the end credits. So this is the story that takes place after the story. Right. And, and that's what allows it to be a genre flipping story because the movie we thought we were going to get, and I'm going to get into dispelling (laughs) some urban legends because I was alive when this movie came out. The, the movie that you thought you were going to get is not, that movie has ended by the time you got into the theater, you caught the last five, 10 minutes of that movie. Now you're in this whole other movie. You're like, well, what the fuck? I just watched the and I, and, I, and I, I'm I'm being a little facetious, but I'm also if you watch it stylistically, it's designed in a way that you're watching the end of a film.
2: Yeah. Okay. So do you think that is you're watching the bad guys get away? Yeah. And they, yeah, that's right. Do you? But do you think that's t- do you think that's Tarantino or do you think? That's I think it's Rodriguez? both of them. And Tarantino's yeah, okay, scripts okay. are okay.
0: notoriously meticulous to the detail. Right. So I think that's both of them. I think that was a stylistic decision, which is. The crime movie ends. Now we're in the aftermath of the crime movie, and then it's going to turn into this vampire movie. Now, on that point, right. um, I have to talk about the genre flip because there's this urban legend that has developed on the internet that people went into this movie, and they didn't know it was a vampire movie, which is bullshit because all the vampire shit was in the trailers.
2: Okay. So, I okay, where did you see this for the first time?
0: Uh, home video after right after it came out of the theaters.
2: So you knew? You did you know? I saw the trailer movie when you saw it. There are the vampires in the trailer. Okay, so I never, I never saw this I, trailer I was I all over younger. TV. I don't remember this. I don't remember the trailer. I don't remember anything about this, and I did not see. So it you coming. were
0: legitimately like surprised. I, this,
2: legit, like the I, movie is called From Dusk yeah, so Till I'm Dawn,
0: and I'm just saying uh, that means nothing. Right, but to I'm me. just saying back in the 90s, at, at, at
2: the age that yeah, I
0: saw it, I'm saying back in the 90s, if you had seen the trailer the movies come from death till dawn and you see the people in the club start to turn into vampires and like attack and whatever in the trailer right and so is that where they like for you that makes sense that hey i saw this movie blind didn't know what it was didn't know there were gonna be vampires in it that would be an incredible experience
2: had no idea the yes. rest of
0: us who saw the trailer for it the trailer said
1: <laughs>
2: it's a
0: movie where bad guys go to hide out in a, a, a strip bar, and the strippers are vampires. We knew that going into the movie. Okay. I think the internet has lied That's about this. You're, I don't think you're lying, but I think the internet is no, pretending sure. that they're having your experience when they weren't because
2: fucking YouTube the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> this was I I saw this again late night HBO just you know you're one of yeah. those things where you're you're yeah. a kid you're up late one night and i just and I, you know george clooney at that point is on er so huge I star huge is. star yeah massive uh is he
0: huge yeah because everybody was getting a fucking caesar cut because of him even before he got to movies that's right that's right he was a huge star oh yeah
2: i mean er was yes. ridiculous like that show yeah. i don't think people realize how big that yeah. show was um so I was like alright you know you're just watching it and I was like this whole oh shit this whole beginning is amazing like you got and then I see Juliette Lewis and I was like hello <laughs> uh, and you're just rolling with it and then when the turn happens I remember sitting there being like what what's happening right now when, <laughs> when Selma Hayek turns yeah and you're like what the fuck is going on it wasn't Tom Savini and all hell breaks loose it wasn't
0: Tom Savini's uh <laughs> Gun cod piece that didn't throw you. Sex machine. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, I man, that was that's that's dope. That's amazing. Uh, n- no, because even that, like, no, because that already you're just you know you're at that point you're in this movie and two people have one guy has been set on fire, another guy has had his brains blown all over the other guy. That's true. So you're just like, all right, you're just rolling that's with it. You're just rolling with the right. violence at that point. And then yeah, like I said, when Selma Hayek turns, and it's like what what what's happening and then sec you know sex machine spoilers for the rest of this movie when he gets turned into a rat like when he gets his head pulled off yeah that was head, fucking rat wild comes out of the yeah body, that's wild you're like what is going
0: yes you know, what's it, really it weird is like mind. some of them are snakes some of them are rats some of them are it's like what the fuck like <laughs> the
2: vampire the vampires yeah and danny, danny trejo shows yeah. up and you know, he's Cheech Marin. Yeah, and Cheech Marin playing like, multiple it, roles. his cast is re- uh two, three, three. Three roles. Yeah, he's the border. He's the border yep. cop. He's the doorman. And then he's the, the guy they're supposed to be meeting. Mob boss yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, he's like, one place what, is it, as psychos? good as another. <laughs> psychos? <laughs> <laughs> what were they? Psychos? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Do psychos explode when sunlight hits
0: Yeah, in. and he was, he was like, <laughs> "Why did you?" He's like, "Have you ever been here?" And he was like, "No." He's like, "Why did you pick this place?" He's like, "I don't know.
2: One good, one place <laughs> one is as good as another." Place <laughs> is as good as the other, <laughs> which is a great line. Um, it is that, that that this movie is full of great lines. Like it's that's why I think I, I, this isn't a nostalgia thing. I think this is a fantastic script. I think everybody. Um, with the exception of the, the the kid who I'm just like, all right, man, can you just get bitten? Oh, he doesn't bother me at all. No. Get... He's fine, but when you're when you're when you've got Tarantino yes. and you've got Clooney and Juliette Lewis yeah. and Keitel and uh Fred Williams. Yeah, Williamson, Fred Williams, yep. Fred Williamson. Uh and Tom Saville. you've got this ridiculous group. Harvey of Keitel. People, and then there's th- yeah, right, who's great. Uh and then you've got this kid. And I was like, just Get bit and call
1: it a day. Let's <laughs> move on with you. Let's uh, talk
0: about some things that are smart about man. the movie. One of the things that's smart about the yeah. movie is if you were going to have desert vampires, it seemingly it's like there's a whole like subgenre of like Southwest vampires. Uh,
2: I think we I think we covered one of yes, them. and I feel like like of all the places
0: you could yeah. be to be a vampire, <laughs> maybe the Southwest is probably the worst place.
2: Sounds, yeah, let me terrible. go out
0: to the sunny fucking desert. <laughs>
2: Um I guess California's no better.
0: Yeah, no. Um, but it's also, yeah. it's the it's perpetual foggy night there in Santa Clara. Yeah. Um they <laughs> pay they 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 created a place, a brothel slash, strip club, whatever, that is basically just the place that's gonna attract trucker, truck drivers, bikers, and social transients and undesirables. What's intelligent what's smart about it is it's people that no one will come looking for. There which is. is why yep. Trejo is like, you, you gotta be a member here.
2: Or you gotta be a truck driver. You gotta drive a yeah, truck. Yeah, you gotta be yeah.
0: But that's basically it. Yeah, it's like it's a private club. You gotta be a truck driver. You have to because they don't wanna eat or turn or do anything to anybody that's gonna somebody's gonna come looking for.
2: Right. Right, right, right.
0: So they weren't going to fucking do anything to those people. They were just going to try to get them out of that bar, get them out of get them out of here. Cuz they're trying to keep their secret. Yeah. Right. And ironically, of course, it's Harvey Keitel arguing on their <laughs> behalf, putting his family in even greater danger without knowing it. Right. Um I think that's really smart. I think obviously I mentioned this, but the Satanico Pandemonium is a Mexican non sploitation cult horror film. Uh, So, of course, that's what Tarantino names his. Of course.
2: I got to tell you. And female antagonist. Yeah, but also, it's no secret what uh, QT is into at all.
1: The fact that he hasn't been canceled yet,
2: I I
0: find there's going to be stuff that comes out about him. I'm just calling it right now.
2: Or maybe there's not. You know, and maybe I feel like if you got a thing for feet... You just think he's horny on Maine and that's what you see is what you get. I think prob I think maybe, you know, and, and I hope that's correct. I me too. You know, but I, I don't I, think it is. I. It's weird, man. Like <laughs> and it, it's now that that is like a front and center and it's 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 not it's public knowledge at this point. Yes. Uh, I you know, you go back and you watch Kill Bill or anything. Any, like, watch
0: anything he's done.
2: The I mean I I just rewatched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because I adore that movie and like the gal's feet like up on the glass on the dashboard. Re- rewatch Foxy this Brown w- with with uh, uh Bridget Jackie Fonda, Brown. Jackie Brown. Yeah, yeah. Oh Jackie yes, Brown. absolutely, absolutely. Um, this one he was like, I, you know what, Robert, you can direct this script, but uh, I'm gonna add a little something to my character. <laughs> And we're just going to roll with it. And I honestly, it, man, the homeboy got it. You're Like it, Selma Hayek pouring booze down her knee to her toes and the, the like toes up in his mouth. And good for him. <laughs> good job. Uh, well, different strokes well, well for done. different folks. That's exactly it, man. Hey, we don't kink shame. That's what you're into. That's what you're into. As long as everybody's on board, no harm, no foul. Now but you may argue like, that from, that
0: has not aged particularly well. Because did Salma Hayek have the wherewithal in her career saying say no to that? Did she know she was not just performing a scene, but so performing the, a here real life sex act of, on a fetishist? We're uncertain. Or
2: <laughs> it's you know like I th- it's this is so weird. I cannot believe this is coming out of my mouth. It's almost a little imp like to me at least. It's almost empowering. You know what I mean? Like it's not empowering. It's her. If there isn't consent, Joe. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But I'm saying like the idea of of uh, her sticking her foot into of his her being mouth. the
0: dom and him being the sub
1: Exactly. Is empowering. It's and only like as it, emp-
0: its only as empowering to the degree that which she's aware that that's yes. actually what's happening. <laughs> I agree. with It isn't being asked to do it on a job.
2: Yes. By a guy who's it,
0: actually getting off.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but, the, but that is the way that scene is played. Yes. Is that he's the simp and she's in charge. Yes. Very, very, you know? very much true. I think yes. there's some and other I, things,
0: regardless of gender politics and potential Me Too allegations, that have not against aged. That's Tarantino. Tarantino. That have oh, not okay. aged <laughs> particularly well with this movie. I think the digital effects and makeup transformations. Are not great.
2: Yeah, there's a couple of them that are not good. There's a, I think of that that first when she, when that gal closes the door for the first time. Yeah, like the bars go in front of the door and she turns around. That yeah. one was rough. That is totally so, fair. Some explosions and some stuff. is just like,
1: Ugh.
2: yeah.
0: I also think, I think this the is practical so stuff is good. This is so bizarre to say about Robert Rodriguez, but I will say it. I don't think the action is filmed or choreographed in a very legible or well done way.
2: It is the epitome of what I hate in action choreography in 2022.
0: Yeah, but it's so weird. all
2: over the place.
0: Yeah, and that's so weird coming from him coming off of Desperado that it's like we don't have any clear, we don't have any wide shots of anything. And you don't have a sense of geography or it's like, yeah, it's it's all the stuff that we don't like about modern action movies. It's just like chopped to shit and you don't know what's going on. Yeah, I agree. And maybe,
2: you know, you've got Fred Williamson probably is the most seasoned, like, action guy. Yeah. Yep. And, like, I, you know, I think given him, let let that guy go. Like, if you're just going to throw these lots of things, yeah. no, they don't. And they don't, like, and which is a shame because that dude is built, at least in this movie, I, he's still alive, right? I'll last we'll I checked it, though, I think he was. We'll yeah. say that he is. But in this movie, he's built like a brick shithouse. Yes. Like, he's massive, a yep. massive man. Just let him start throwing... You know, bodies, and he, and he, he gets a little of, bit right? of action,
0: but not very right. much. No, no,
2: and I, you know, I, I can give Clooney the benefit of the doubt. Like the dude may not have had the action chops yet to, yeah, to choreograph that. And same thing but that's on you guys. as well, a director
0: to bring in the right true. staff and crew to get the job done and get your actors to get it to done speed.
2: Right. That's yeah. fair.
0: That's because Rodriguez is directing this. He's he's not a horror director. He would obviously go and do the faculty. He's an right. action director.
2: It's a fantastic movie as well.
0: So he's brought in as an action director, and the worst part of this movie is the action.
2: Is the action? Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I do. I will say. I think my favorite part of the f- entire film is the last fifteen minutes.
2: Uh, duh. I, like, I, it's, I, it's, I, when
0: it, when the shit starts really hitting the fan and everybody's turning, yeah. and everybody's getting bit, and it feels a little bit like. D- Tales from the Crypt, Demon Night, in a weird way, and it feels—it feels a
2: lot, a little Dawn of the Dead or a little Night of the Living Dead, where they're yeah. all stuck inside. Yeah,
0: I really like yeah. that. Uh, it goes full kind of cartoony with the the jackhammer with the stakes in oh it, God, and the so, yeah, so
2: super the soakers condom, with holy water, full of, yeah, condoms full of holy water, and yeah, and the kid uh, blow, like
1: kill
0: me, and then she does, it's he blows it. up, and it's just like <laughs> yeah. it's so stupid in it, but I mean it in the most endearing way possible. And then, of course, I think my favorite line of the movie is the one you already half quoted when he's like, what are they, psychos? And he's like, psychos (laughs) do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give a fuck how crazy they are. How
2: crazy they are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a fuck how crazy they are. Is delivered (laughs) perfect. And I think the, the last 15 minutes, which is awesome, Culminates in this incredible, these incredible one-liners. George Clooney is most charismatic that he is throughout oh, the entire God. film. He
2: is firing on all cylinders. Yeah,
0: this. and then the the wide shot pull away when they all everybody leaves, and yes. you, it turns out this isn't a bar. The entire no. time, it's been a temple.
2: Yes, and that's and, they, and and they surrounded the temple
0: them. is decades of abandoned. Centuries. Yeah, centuries worth of abandoned bones and trucks and cars. Trucks and, and, yeah, right, yeah. right,
2: right. In the uh, in the in part three, they do kind of the same scene because I think in part three it's like a tiny little brothel, like that's what it is. So mm-hmm. it it has obviously grown, but it's the same thing where it pans back and you see this giant, like uh, you know, temple is basically mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, but it's just in a smaller scale because they haven't yeah. done as much as they've done yet. But it's like okay. There's your little homage to to part one, man. This is yeah. like, and it moves. This movie, I think yes. it's about two hours, and it moves at a great pace where you're not bored. You're you're into everybody, and then like you said, when the gore and the and the viscera, you got the band that's like playing a makeshift bunch body. of organs. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so amazing. Uh, yeah, I love this movie. It's so good. <laughs>
0: I honestly, I always thought the band stuff was stupid because they were playing instruments, but now that they're vampires, they're playing body parts. It was an illusion, and they were playing body parts the whole time. I never made much sense to no, me. That, that always you know, felt like, like somebody was just like, what if the vampire band <laughs> was playing a corpse?
2: And they you know, just did like, it for, the, uh, when for shoots switch and songs, giggles. And like, you, you get a new guitar when you switch songs.
0: I guess. I need that
2: cadaver one. <laughs> I always thought was give that one where
0: Absolutely fucking horse shit, but I'm glad you like. it. And they disappear. Yes, they fuck do. you, can I,
2: And then they're gone. It's like, wait, They're where gone, go? yeah.
0: Where the fuck do they go? Yeah, um, I'm with you, though. It's my number one for this episode. Yeah, my number one. I'm going to, go to 8.75 out of 10.
2: Oh, I went 9.5. No, I, I love this that, movie. Like, this is fantastic. That, I, I wouldn't go that far. I would. <laughs> Obviously, I would. you did. It wasn't that you would. I, you did. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> this is honestly, like, out of all of Tarantino's stuff, I'm just saying like no 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 but this is, this is the favorite? one that I kind of I revisit the most because it's the it most is, accessible yeah it is the most accessible it's the it's the one you know if you're going to sit down and watch I think his last four are exquisite I think the last with the exception of hateful eight which I enjoy but it's not on the level of Django and Inglorious bastards and Hollywood Um, from Dust till dawn and I know he didn't direct it but I, I know that he wrote it uh, It's the one that is like you can turn it on and do stuff and just it's a it's a great uh Matt Basler actually had a great idea um, like conversational movies mm. where you can just sit with your buddies and have you know have a conversation. You're just like oh yeah that's a cool part and then and go back to like it's a perfect movie for that yeah. kind of environment. So yeah I think that it's but it is the one out of his catalog that I revisit the most.
0: Wow, well. well. That leaves us with only one more, and I'm really interested in what you have to say about this one. Uh I saw this in a damn near empty theater all the way back in the days of 2007. (sighs) Same. I'm talking about 30 Days of Night, which currently has a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. Board the windows. Try to hide. They're common. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Is he? Vampires don't exist do about it. I have to move're tearing through everyone's home uh, 30 days of night R. in theaters every-
0: 30 days of night was directed by David Slade it is uh, it has a screenplay by Steve Niles, Stuart Beatty or Betty. Brian Nelson is based on 30 days of night by Steve Niles. And Ben Temple Smith. It's triumph for return of Melissa George, last seen in the Amityville horror remake. Ooh. Oh, interesting! It's triumph for return of Dana Houston, last seen in Wonder Woman. It's triumph for return of Ben Foster, last seen in X Men Three: The X Men United. X Men: The Last, <laughs> whatever that is. He plays Angel. It's triumph for yeah. return of Mark Bone Junior., last seen in Batman Begins or Boone Junior. Mm-hmm. Triumph for return of Nathaniel Lee's, last seen in Matrix Revolutions. It was released October nineteenth, two 2007, on a budget of $30 million. It made $75.5 million. An Alaskan village enters 30 days of darkness just as terror enters town.
2: Uh, Hey, kids. There's other comic book properties besides Marvel and DC. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Stephen Niles
0: said that he pitched this as a movie first for two or three years. Nobody would pick it up uh as a film and so instead of doing the screenplay he then pitched it to the comic book industry where uh somebody said yeah go ahead and write it because Uh, i
2: think it was id i think idw i think yes put it out
0: and the reason why they wanted it is because somebody said at the the one of the comic book guys he talked to said they were looking for the next buffy the vampire slayer in comic book form which is just wow this to them sounded like Buffy the Vampire <laughs> Slaver, which yeah. it was not.
2: I mean, a, no.
0: <laughs> and uh, he ended up just writing it. He ended up writing it and it ended up getting picked up and published. And it was, a, I think it was just a limited run, right? It didn't go on for years. Yeah. And it's, years. I think
2: it's three issues. I think the yeah. initial run is three. It has gone on to be just this massive, like, it's one of IDW's sole properties at this point where they're just churning them out uh, every chance they get.
0: Here's what I'll say about this when the trailer hit for this movie, yeah, I thought to myself, this is the most perfect setting and the best yep. premise of a vampire story I've ever heard of in my entire life. Bingo. It felt, you know, there are those ideas that are so obvious, you never think of them. hmm And it was like, this guy had that thought, and he wrote a story, and it got turned into a movie, and he actually got to write the screenplay, at least with some other people. Yeah. And... It's like, oh my God, how has nobody up until this point told a vampire story about the part in Alaska where it the sun doesn't rise for thirty <laughs> days because you're taking the primary weakness of vampires historically right off the table? They can do they could run through a town that you're you're completely isolated, you're completely cut off from civilization, and you're completely cut off from sunlight, and it's already a disorienting experience people already go literally go mad go insane for the lack of sunlight because it throws off your serotonin and your melatonin and you don't sleep and people lose their minds up there
2: wasn't there a nolan flick about that except it was reversed am i making that up insomnia that's it yeah yeah yeah
0: there yeah yeah, Yeah. with pacino i think yeah
2: yeah and And that's
0: why that's why parts of alaska will pay you to go there you know, because oh, really? it's so physically demanding and taxing, and mentally hard on you. Yes, um, and because so many people just cannot take it. So the idea that you have the, the, these immediately harsh conditions and that are the ideal conditions for the undead, for vampires, is right. genius. Yep. And I was just—I was so excited to see this movie again. I saw it in theaters. At a near-empty theater. I saw it with Pat, of all people.
2: RIP. Oh, cool. We yeah, We saw the man.
0: movie together, and it's one of those movies that I liked it. I didn't love it. I was like, it just feels like it's
2: missing something, and I don't know quite what. Well, I think I might be able to shed some light on what that was. And
0: then I have tried to revisit it throughout the years. Uh-huh. And every time I put it on, I fall asleep.
2: <laughs> well there's a problem
0: which i'm not a guy that falls asleep when i put movies on but it's sure, so cu- sure. it's it's not even necessarily a movie's fault it's just so quiet and muted and understated yep and then i rewatched it i did not fall asleep i got all the way through oh, it good. and i'm like it's got a strong beginning mm-hmm. it's got a strong end in mm-hmm. the middle just fucking sags it's, it is a slog it is a slog in the middle yeah, and it shouldn't yeah, yeah, yeah. be because based on what they've set up, it should be the tensest part of the movie where they have to uh-huh. live in he- unheated homes, hidden in, in Alaska, <laughs> in Alaska during right. the darkest, coldest period, try not to make a sound lest they be dragged into the street and it- eaten by vampires that are more like fucking sharks like uh, weird yeah, Russian, like zombie, like zombie vampires where it's just, yeah, just, you know, just like yeah, yeah, two yeah. rows of teeth up and, and just like, and the, the line that's in the trailer, it's in the, obviously in the movie that stuck with me ever since I've seen this movie is Danny Houston. Cause they have this really weird, almost like ancient Slavic way of talking.
1: So like right, right. it
0: almost sounds Russian, but it's not. And the woman, I think it's a woman. She's begging God to help her as he's they've dragged her,
2: they've dragged bloody her out, through the yeah.
0: snow, and he's looking at her with these like shark eyes, just completely black, right? And he's, he 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 speaks no English in this movie except for these three, two words really. Where he's like, God, no God. He actually he right. like looks up. And he looks down at her, and he's like, no, God. And that is fucking terrifying. <laughs> and then they just terrifying. proceed to
2: destroy her. Yeah. Then they just
0: tear her to shreds. Tear her to shreds. These are... This is to... The idea that, okay, these these beings are undead, they're supernatural, or whatever they are. And he, like, there is no God in this universe.
2: Right. It's just us.
0: It's just us. It's just it's the just darkness. Us. Right. It's like, oh, you are alone with us in the <laughs> yeah. darkness existentially right. literally physically spiritually that's fucking terrifying that and has stuck with me yeah that has stuck with me since 2007 i wish um, the whole movie had that much of
2: an impact on me there they they changed some stuff okay from, school me up from page to screen so Eben even, <laughs> even and stella uh oh god uh even and stella melissa george and josh hartnett uh yeah. in this movie are an estranged couple Mm -hmm. uh, on the verge of divorce in the comic. At least they are not, they are together 100% and there's like, they're fighting this thing together, Um, which I do think you, I mean you get eventually, but in the, in the book at least there is no question that they love each other and they're fighting together and they're going to fight through this together. So I think you kind of miss that. Um, you know Josh Hartnett's one of those actors that I think when he is tuned in he's really good if he is there just to get a paycheck he is it is very obvious that he is there to get a paycheck and I think he is kind of understated in this and it's not working
0: I don't okay I agree with the second thing you said I don't know that he's just here for a paycheck I think that he's trying to play this as he is an emotionally cold man you know his interior life is re, is represented by his exterior
1: and that is
0: what we are to believe is partially the cause of the the fractures in his marriage is that he is as cold okay. as the environment they live in and um but i i think that's what it's supposed to be i do agree with you that the way that he plays it is he's so understated it comes off more as Sleepy than it does as yeah 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 what I think he's probably trying to go for,
2: and he turns it up at the end right like when he's fighting well when he's injected with vampire blood vampire blood I guess yeah right when he's turning Uh, into a vampire yes, (laughs) and the other thing that I think they change is that Danny Houston's character is not in charge, and he there's another vampire that is above Danny Houston's character. And that vampire is pissed that he, they went ahead and, like, attacked Borrow Bar- without any um, consent, I guess, from the higher-ups. So there's, like, this... There's another vampire coming uh, to Barrow that is is not pleased with the situation there. So they took that whole thing out and turned Danny Houston into the main guy um the, the interaction be- between, between motivation and the other the uh ben foster yeah i think is in the books if i remember it's been so long since i've read these but i think that is danny houston's character and the main guy interesting in the book like they they kind of just swap that out for the most part
0: the motivation here is really vague that he does eventually give for why they're even doing this in the first place it's just like they turned us into legends. They turned us into t- stories they told their children. And now we're going to make them remember. And it's like, why? But wh- one, why? And two, how's this information ever going to leave?
2: That's true. Yeah, town? you're going to leave people alive. Like, that's what you're going to have to do if you want to get the, the the word out. Batman scares people and then throws them back out there. He was like, go tell. And his direct order tell, is you know I mean?
0: don't turn any of them. Just eat them.
2: Right right after you bite um, them
0: cut their fucking heads off so they don't come back because the one guy yeah. does come back and then and he's like fucking pissed because he's like I told you not to turn it I told you yeah
2: yeah it's I think the setting obviously this has been the setting for Friday the 13th that I think it should have done yeah. years ago is Friday the 13th in the snow uh, I think that there is just something and I think David Slade is an accomplished is a good director he was he did something else he man what did he do dare daredevil he worked on some other superhero like comic book project and i can't remember what it was but i was like okay like when they announced this i remember thinking david slade could make a pretty good like you know vampire oh he did hard candy which i think is a great psychological movie um
0: well you know he did twilight we won't talk about that he also did Bandersnatch. We don't talk about that.
2: We don't talk about that. <laughs> um, man, I could have sworn there was Hannibal. Oh, maybe that's what it. Maybe it was Hannibal. He worked on Hannibal, which I thought was really good. Um, okay, it was just Hannibal. Was the other like horror project that he was directing a bunch of episodes for? Um, and I think it's a well-crafted movie. Yes, but there is just you know there the the visuals of like the blood and the snow and like they they turn the red up just enough to make it look a little bit more uh, exaggerated, which I think is really cool. Um, But there is just something missing from this movie from page to screen. And sometimes that happens, right? Like sometimes things work on a page in a comic or a graphic novel, whatever, that just doesn't transfer Yeah. to a movie for whatever reason. I mean, you look at Watchmen, you look at 300, you look at Sin City, like, they They turn the exaggerations up with those movies to make them work, but if you film any of those in like a standard way to film something, it's not going to work. and so the, they, they the, made it just cartoony enough, and this one it just I, I don't know. I don't know what the what it is that is missing from page to screen, but there is something missing.
0: This makes for terrible film criticism because the film critic is supposed to then go and say, "Well, here's what's wrong with it." But I've watched this thing half a dozen times since it's come out. And I can never, ever, and and even more times I've attempted to watch it and fallen asleep, but, and I can (laughs) never exactly put my finger on why it's not working. Because you've got a good supporting cast. You have... A, a situation that is perfectly terrifying. You have an
2: incredible and premise. And unseen. We've, you've not, I've never seen anything to this Correct. To date. Correct. I've never seen anybody, anything like this.
0: Correct. It's complete, It feels completely original. Even the way, like stylistically, even the way that Slade shoots it and everything, it, it just, it doesn't feel like anything else, doesn't look like anything else, doesn't remind you of anything else. And for right. all those reasons, it should at the very least be like a really successful cult film. And I'm not saying all of this to say that I don't like the movie. I like yeah. the I like big chunks of the movie, but there's just something in here. I don't know if it's how Hartnett is choosing to play the character. I don't know if it's Melissa, just,
2: j- Melissa George also. Like,
0: yes, I don't know if it's her. I don't know if it's the yeah. combination of
2: them. I don't know if it's maybe. The it, well, that's a, maybe. Maybe you need them together. Maybe you need them. I don't know. I don't feel a, like they have any chemistry. That's what I'm saying. Maybe if you, if you, I, and I, like I said, you know, I, I voted for Halloween H2O to go into the vault, and I was overruled. Um, <laughs> okay, Matt Basler. But, <laughs> but I do think, like, if you've got two, if you've got a a husband and wife, two actors who click. Yeah. Right. And just as just I'm just throwing, like Gosling and Emma Stone. And I'm not saying that they should be in this movie, but like yeah, those right. two when they're on Chemistry. screen together, yeah. it pops. Yes. They pop together. If you so maybe you switch this out and give this two different actors who pop and you can feel them. You can feel them in love with yeah. each other. You can feel all of that. Maybe that changes this whole dynamic.
0: Well, to your point, I think that's a good idea because to your point, then what you do is their relationship becomes a juxtaposition that even though yes. they are in this cold, dead town, their relationship is very much full of life and love. And so then right. his eventual sacrifice to save her is even that much more heartbreaking. It's even that much heart. Them yes. sitting together when that yes. sun
2: comes up is even... A- punching the dick even more.
0: Even more so. Right. So I yeah. think I think you're exactly right. I think by then, by making these people who are have been separated for a long time, they're cold towards each other. They don't really want to be there. She gets accidentally right. stuck in the town. So she's playing it understated. He's playing it understated. By the time we get to the middle, when we're not in the gore and the initial premise and the, the, they show up and you're watching people's guts and heads being ripped off and out and when you're away from all of that and it's just the character moments, and you're just focusing on the characters in their relationship. They don't have any. There is no chemistry. And they're There's playing nothing. it. They're playing it right to what their script was, which is this is a cu- couple on the verge of divorce. But,
2: right.
0: but we needed some kind of sign of life in this movie. And I think, be it your idea or the original rendition of the, the story, I think that that's the better way to go. Um, yeah. And it, maybe it could yeah. have been these two actors. It's just that they were playing it a certain way based on a script that they had that right. I think the movie falters because of it. And so it knocks it it knocks it into like middling film territory when it, it with basically everything we said it shouldn't be. I've never seen anything like shouldn't it. Be. It's
2: a great idea. And still, they've still yet to make anything like this. Yes. Right. Like a horror. Well, I mean, they've done some stuff, but nothing to this level no. of a slasher flick in the snow. Yeah, you know, like or it's a like, vampire flick
0: in un- perpetual night. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, okay, you know, some, um, fright night, right? Yeah, Charlie just has to wait until dawn. Dawn from dusk till dawn. You just gotta wait. If you can, yeah. if you can wake it, if you can wait till daytime, you're gonna be fine. Now take but that off the table. Ba- it doesn't long. It doesn't matter Barrow, how long Alaska. You, wait. Yeah. you gotta wait a month. You gotta wait a like, month. You have to outlast
0: <laughs> vampires for thirty. 30- days of right. perpetual night and them hunting you relentlessly
2: and not just one. Right? Yeah. Like it's a gang of vampires. It's a gang town. of shark vampires. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. zombie right. Shark vampires,
0: Russian yeah. shark, yeah. zombie vampires. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm right. I'm right there with you, man. Uh, for me, this is of course, if you're playing at home at long, my number three, I'm going to give it a yeah. seven out of 10. Maybe that's a little high. Maybe that's, I just, I'm a sucker for, for a good premise. Again, there are parts of this movie that, to me, they really do work. It's just, boy, that sure. metal sags, man. When they're trapped yeah. up in that house, and then old they're boy. in the, then they're in the police. You
2: got, he got the, the old man with Alzheimer's. Oh, like, it
0: just drags. Yeah, it drags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole movie just runs out of steam, basically, up until they get out there to that, um, that plant, the like dam or whatever plant or whatever. Yeah, they, that the, was. the yeah, yeah the electric yeah. plant. Then it starts to pick up again, and but it's just like,
2: ugh. Right, yeah, this is my number four, and I'm giving it a six out of ten. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, there's a lot of potential. I and I do recommend it. Like, go find it. Yeah, this is IDW will churn this out every chance they get. There's all (laughs) kinds of versions of this out there. Um, and I do I recommend it. Ben Temple Smith is is a comic book artist that is unlike anything you've ever seen. Like, Mm. he has a style that is all of his own. Steve Niles was a was about like was becoming like the next big thing uh and he is kind of not anymore what it's happened funny, he was i don't i don't really know like he i think he may have gotten himself pigeonholed a little bit into the horror thing mm. and you know sometimes guys just have one thing toby Cooper, uh <laughs> you, you like, say toby Cooper? yes i did <laughs> uh you, <laughs> you just have that one that one <laughs> opportunity and you make the best of it and it works yeah right and you don't really have anything else um yeah and I, like he yeah that's I think that's kind of I think he got hooked up with Stephen King for a little bit like they thought he was gonna be like this next big horror writer and he just wasn't it, the, his claim to fame actually is he did a series called wake the dead uh after 30 days a night and idw pumped it and pumped it and pumped it and it came out wake the dead number 1 came out the same week i think as the walking dead number 1 oh my
0: god
2: yeah and people picked up what happened was people picked up the walking dead number 1 thinking it was wake the dead oh my because steve, god because steve right cuz steve niles is coming off of this massive comic that was insanely popular i actually just looked it up those first print issues are still selling for like a little bit over a hundred bucks oh my god and people picked up the walking dead thinking it was this it was the new steve niles book and look at where we are now oh my god that is like one of the worst (laughs) turns of luck i've ever heard in my life robert robert kirkman is a billionaire uh yeah i mean i i did i did it I had a, I had a Walking Dead one that I picked up off the rack just because I was like, that cover looks kind of cool. I'll check that out. Yeah, but did you think yeah. it was
0: the other guy's work or no?
2: Uh, I don't remember if I thought that it was Steve Niles' book, but I definitely ha- I had them both for sure. Oh, my God. I read them God. both for sure. And obviously, I stuck with The Walking Dead because it's it was a better book. That poor son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, mean, like, like still, I still see his name pop up every once in a while uh but like yeah he i mean i think he did some batman stuff at some point um but yeah that was the that was the big deal about the walking dead and wake the dead just poor timing with also with titles like come on what are the chances of that happening you know <laughs> <laughs> and now like i said now robert kirkman is like running image comics yeah and he's a and he's like a billionaire well it's
0: time for a
2: recap
0: <laughs> For me, coming in dead last is a movie that truly broke my heart. There's no other way to describe this. I thought it was we're gonna be discovering a brand new jewel of the 80s, and we 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 almost did. The movie yeah, started so off close. as a jewel and then <laughs> it just crumbled to ash in our hands. I'm talking about Vamp to so give it a five out of ten. Number four is Fright Night. My nostalgia was busted. Oh, oh, no, I wanted it to be scarier. I wanted it to be funnier. I wanted it to be better. It was a disappointment. Six out of 10. Coming number three is 30 <laughs> days of night. It's not much different than I remembered. What's good about it is still good all these years later. What is not so good about it or just kind of tiresome or boring about it is still boring about it. It's a 7 yeah. out of 10. It's not unworth a watch. It's frequently available on free streaming. So if it's up and around, definitely give it a watch. But um, it's flawed. Coming number two is <laughs> The Lost Boys, which has style and nostalgia and uh, some, actually, some legitimately great acting, very charming performances from, in particular, for me, Diane Weiss and Corey Haim. Of course, really creepy stuff from uh, 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 Kiefer Sutherland. I give that one an 8.5 out of 10. And number one, no pun intended, with a bullet is from Dust Till Dawn. Would <laughs> you give an 8.75 out of 10? It's a fun, vulgar, nasty, weird foot fetishy movie uh, with <laughs> sexy Salma Hayek and a bunch oh, of man. exploitation actors. I mean, it's an action vampire movie directed by Robert Rodriguez in the 90s, written by Quentin Tarantino. You already know if that's your jam or not. If it is, (laughs) then it's really your jam, and you should check it out. So uh, what's your recap, Joe?
2: Recap. uh, Coming in number five is Vamp. Uh, There's really nothing more I can say that you haven't already eloquently put out there. at A three out of ten. Uh, number three number four is 30 days of night uh was well, six out of ten again folks you know i love comics go to your local comic shop pick up a copy of the trade whatever you can find it read it love it live it uh coming <laughs> in at number it. three for <laughs> don't maybe live don't, it. Live it, yeah, don't, don't live, live it Yeah, don't live it yeah don't live it never mind coming <laughs> in at number three lost boys at a 7.5 uh it, yeah same deal in this big old nostalgia this is a pretty accurate representation of I, I'm fair to say, with the exception of vampires, is just the <laughs> freedom that we had in the '80s. Yeah, is just walking around doing your thing, and nobody nobody cared or stopped us.
0: Joe had a very uh, different life than I did in the '80s. <laughs> if this if oh, this is an I accurate did. representation oh. of your childhood, <laughs> are you the little boy that comes flying out of the bed, Joe? Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, that's, <laughs> whatever the okay, hell his name
2: was, the creep of McGillicuddy. Yeah, uh, coming in at number two for me at with oh, an eight out of ten is Fright Night. And, of course, number one, uh, From Dusk Till Dawn with a 9.5. Uh, again, I I, yeah, I, love that movie. If you could only recommend, recommend one movie,
0: movie off this list, doesn't have to be your number one, what movie would you say, hey, go check it out?
2: Man, this is going to sound crazy, but I think it might be Vamp. <laughs> only because of it's, what I talked about earlier yeah. is that that conversational movie. Where you can turn that on with your buddies or you're fr- doing whatever. You know, it's summer summer's coming to an end. Maybe you have like a screen outside. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. do a little thing outside. I think that's a that's a pretty fun movie to watch because you've seen all of these other ones with the exception of maybe Thirty Days a Night, but Vamp. Like you, I guarantee you, you haven't seen. Uh, and I think it's a really good conversational movie to give a to give a look to.
0: I you know what I'm gonna agree with you. I was originally gonna say Lost Boys, but everybody's seen Lost Boys yeah so i will say vamp for that exact same reason i think fewer people have seen it um if you're going to project it in your backyard there's a bunch of breast meat oh that's it. fair <laughs> yeah
2: that's a good yeah yeah so maybe, maybe grace jones that. does a full-on <laughs> new
0: dance so yeah you know. we didn't
2: we we did say that like from Dust till dawn it kind of ripped this off
0: i think that's and also i think well yes it really kind of did and also i think yeah. that you and i uh Are in agreement that it's it's remake worthy, it's reboot worthy.
2: Absolutely, it is. And
0: I think if you're going to, I think for that to happen, there has to be a broader conversation about it. So the movie almost has to be discovered before it can be remade, because they're not going to remake it if people aren't talking about the original. Nobody's talking about this movie. So, yeah, I would say uh, check out Vamp. I'm in agreement with Joe. I've had a lot of these binges where. Oh,
2: yeah, I bet you have.
0: It's like five fucking films, and I'm like, I, oh, God, I don't know if I'm ever going to get through them. Or in some <laughs> cases, 12 films. Like, I don't oh, know, know if I'm ever going to get through all of
2: these. I man, like I said, whenever you get around to uh, maybe a certain horror franchise. <laughs> I got you covered, homie. Um, Yeah, you're talking about Hellraiser? Oh, fuck, never mind. I don't think I've ever actually seen a Hellraiser movie. You've never seen a Hellraiser? Oh, Joe, Joe, we have such sights to show you. <laughs> the, okay. Yes. That's, I know that one. I know that. Yeah. That sounds familiar. There we go. Doug Brown.
0: Oh, <laughs> Joe, so eager to play. <laughs> <laughs> Not now. all right joe i I thank you i appreciate you doing this uh i said elsewhere thank you so much this is gonna go on the main feed so if you feel like getting a plug in go ahead we already talked about your uh salami so where can we find your podcast (laughs)
2: it's true yeah they can find the podcast on any podcast app or online uh real spoilers real with two e's uh you you know who i am if you're listening to jason jason's been on our show i've been on we've been on jason's show uh yeah, you can find us there. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, same deal at Real Spoilers. We do have a Patreon uh, where Matt Basler, who I believe has been on your show as well. Yep. Uh, and I kind of we're we're currently working our way through uh, the Evil Dead series. We have the uh, the first three are should be available when this is up, and we're working on the remake now. And then will you be know, covering the game that, that came out not that long ago? No, but we were considering the show. You gotta do the show like that. I okay. You know how many episodes are on that goddamn thing? I barely many, had time there? to get enough. Enough. <laughs> there's at least three seasons, I think, or two. Oh, Either come way, on. there's a lot. There's a lot. Jason, it took me a, two months to come back to your show, <laughs> Fair and not be, and not for and not by any fault of you. <laughs> Fair Let's enough. Put it Fair that enough. way. It yeah, you got fault. like,
0: you actually, you got a lot going on right now. Fair enough. I did, but yeah, that's 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 the plan. We've got the
2: Halloween series up there. Uh, I don't think we have. We got a bunch of a check bunch your of check the connector
0: on your mic. How about now? Yeah, check it now. Is that better? No, nah, you got all kind of fuzz. Now?
1: No. I mean, check, the check
0: the bottom. Check the bottom.
1: that enough. No. Is that Oh shit, hold on.
0: Well, Joe's gotta go. That's a sign from the movie Overlords that Joe has to go. Joe, Joe's, Joe's gone now. Joe went to heaven. Joe's, Joe went (laughs) bye-bye. He's fucking gone. All right. Well, on that note, folks. uh, Oh no.
1: You opened it. We came. It's just a puzzle box! Oh no. It is a means to summon us. Who are you?